Michael Jordan is Hitler now. Listen up, scoop close to your host with the most. Chris Smith as he boasts, we toast as we roast. Any little problem and we'll fix it in post. Playing devil's advocate as he hits you with jokes. Who can it be sitting next to me? Adney, your baby's dad and he spitting comedy. Magically school and I got a book I wanna be, you're gonna be. Hey, with a hook I'll turn your face into a tragedy. Steve B with the chemistry. Dropping recipes and melodies, recipe especially. Using dark humor as his weaponry. Mentally haunting all your dirty thoughts like an entity. No empathy, just credibility. Discussing history, legacy, ethnicity, <laughs> destiny, felonies, industry, jealousy, memories, pregnancies, tendencies, therapy, heavily. Uh, Alcoholic cast is the remedy. Alcoholic cast is the remedy. Michael Jackson, or My- Michael Jackson, nah. Michael Jordan, maybe Hitler. <laughs> Add me. <laughs> Alcoholic cast is the remedy. 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 Remedy. <laughs> welcome, welcome. This is the Alcoholic Cast. We are your hosts. I am Chris Smith. To my right, I got. I feel like you guys really just like got into it together. <laughs> <laughs> we just did a thing <laughs> unintentionally. Like you guys it was, like, were telepathic. Dude, that was a. Your soul's connected. So hard. <laughs> obviously, I mean, we're on 26 episodes now. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> to the Alcoholic Cast. <laughs> I'm embarrassed right now. I would be too. Yeah, I would be. I would be too. I don't know where oh, you're embarrassed about. Dax here is that why? I don't know. Yeah, that's why I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for you, bro. What's your name, Adney? <laughs> I'm uh, Doctor Adney. The doctor's a little sick because apparently he's not a doctor. And to my left, I got actually. Thanks for bringing that up because my shout out is to the fucking asshole that got me sick. <laughs> apparently, the stomach flu is a sexually transmitted virus. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Are we even going to get to wait to the dating court? I think we got to go into it right now. No, I'm just going to... No, <laughs> we got to do shout out. <laughs> so shout out for your shit. So shout out to the stomach flu. Actually, actually, like, I feel like she got sick, like, and then the whole, like, next day she was, like, bedridden. And I, like, I was, like, getting... I like, went and got her, like, tea and, like, soup and shit. Aww. Yeah, all that, whatever. Pretty good. And then... <laughs> this is what, yeah, this is what I got for it. Did you suck your sick dick, bro? <laughs> Well, she, I wasn't sick when she was still here. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But she still sucked. So it, she right? felt better and then finally went home. Because she passed it on to you, like and, AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. if AIDS worked like that? Like, here you go. <laughs> like, I don't have AIDS anymore. Well, at least you could get rid of it. I got the next morning and I'm puking in parking garages. Could I give it to, like, out. a dog, though? Maybe. That'd be cool. Kill all dogs? We can what give all the AIDS away? Give it what if we can dog? give all the AIDS away to dogs? Okay, maybe and not we dog. give it away to dogs. Alligators or bears, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a fucking alligator or a bear to give the AIDS away. Oh, you have to fuck them in order to give it to them? Well, you don't want to just hand them your blood. Bummer. Well, I mean, you were making this hypothetical. I was hoping that it kind of just like, you know, you kind so of just pass sticker it. Grizzly bear. <laughs> Basically, yeah. You get to choose which, which shitty animal that they tie down in a lot, in a, like a, you have like a pig trough, and then you fuck it and you give it your AIDS. There we go. But we get rid of AIDS. Yeah, so exactly. trough. No one's upset that you're, it's bestiality because you take off the I'm, team. Hey, you I'm getting the rid of AIDS exactly. for you, bro. We found, we, we just getting, got the cure. I'm curing AIDS. Yep. Fuck this monkey. <laughs> but no, 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 oh my God, the turnaround. <laughs> it's got to fuck a money, monkey to get rid of your AIDS. <laughs> Boom. I'd be so terrified to fuck a monkey. Yeah, well, it depends on what type of monkey. Rip your dick off. The little off. monkeys, I might be like, I might they'll do They'll still it. rip, they'll, they'll do some things. Oh, they'll try. Not pass them out. And I'm definitely not fuck fucking a... an ape. Yeah. No nope. way. Or a gorilla. My dick is staying nope. attached. Nope. All right, and uh, to, Chris, to Chris's off. left, we have Stevie August Bergesi. And uh, uh, you already what's, what's your shout out this week, Chris? Uh, <laughs> mine is two. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we didn't say my name. And, yeah, we did. 
Fuck your name. No, I was saying. I, was, I, was saying Stevie. <laughs> I said. Stevie. I know. That's what he just. He's so cool. Stevie's so cool. Stevie. Do your fucking shout out. Uh, <clears throat> my shout outs to Marie Carter. Another SoundCloud Marie follower. Marie Carter. We're getting a lot more followers on SoundCloud than we are like a Agent Facebook Carter. page or like, and I can't see. <laughs> was that like, a fucking? Was that a, was that a that Pokemon? Was a bro? Bro? <laughs> I mean, even the one before or like Hoops. our Instagram. Groups. <laughs> you know, we, we're getting more followers through SoundCloud, at least that we can see. Yeah. You know, we can't see who's downloading yeah, we, the yeah, podcast through the podcast app, so. We can really only give up, give some love, unless you uh, write, rate, and review Marie us. Marie Carter course. sounds like a very pretty, very respectable woman. Which two people did rate and review mm-hmm. us? They did? did yeah, they they did. done that? Yeah, they did. You want to? All right, what's, what's up? What's okay. up? Thing. Yeah, shout out to Sue Spencer eight. You forgot the number. That's a very important identifying marker. <laughs> <laughs> the back and forth between these guys makes me laugh aloud. Aloud. Yeah. <laughs> You're allowed to do that. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Yeah. Even topics you don't know about. Comic books, Game of Thrones, boxing, all the stuff Addy won't shut up about. <laughs> but I get it all. Which Thank you, cool. Splort. Alright, you, you can do the last one. Therison2211. Uh, T. Harrison. Oh, well, it looks like Therison, Addy. The Harrison. <laughs> 2211. The, the Harrison. It says, um, five star review. Thank you very much. I love the show. It gets better the more comfortable you guys get, and I want an episode where you guys hit on the topic of Adney legally changing his name to Adney. <laughs> Which is, well, everyone thought that was my name, so you just ruined the illusion. You know? <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and then I got two shout-outs this week. Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to somebody who we will have on in the future. She's the president of the Reno's Bartender Guild, uh, Reno Bartender Guild. Uh, she, yeah, she's the president of, like, she's the mo- one of the most badass fucking bartenders in town. She actually hooked me up when I went to New Orleans. She hooked me up with fucking the sickest fucking uh, charity event where I got free food and everything. And uh, she's just, she's amazing. She's a good friend of mine, Nicole Barker. And then I would also like to give a shout out to Corey Clary. Uh, she's, Nicole actually showed him the podcast. So uh, yeah, shout out to both you guys, Nicole Barker and Corey Clary. Appreciate you guys listening and appreciate you guys sharing and liking everything on our pages. Thank you, guys. We're You're welcome for the free fans. entertainment, bitches. Free entertainment. We're freely entertaining me. Freely distracting you from the actual work you should be doing. That's yeah. because work sucks. By the way, speaking of that, um, I'm not allowed to have fucking podcasts in my ears anymore. Yeah. At work. And I'm there fucking hours before we even open for service. Dude, this is Friday, so I get there at fucking 8.45, 9 a.m. And I'm there till 10.30 at night. Nobody even shows up till like around twelve thirty by myself. But my boss, because and what a, time does service start, Stevie? Five o'clock. That's what I wanted to ask. Yeah, like when does so when are people actually there? Nine a.m. to five p.m. Dude, that's an entire shift. That's a shift right there. That's a normal thing. And and, and you, that's entire how you time prepping whatever. You and there's do whatever no one. You there's no, do. Yeah, for all that whole time, that means there's no customers. That means he's not dealing with orders. He's just doing like the okay. I know. Like you don't even really talk to anyone. When you're doing that because you don't fucking need to. Mm. You're just doing your own thing, prepping your own station, and it's the perfect time to listen to a fucking podcast. It doesn't make any sense why they would ban him. It's and like it, a fucking power grab. It is. It's a power play. It's a fucking power play. dick. And I even said to Hilly Bond, I'm like, listen, it's like, he knows I'm listening to books or podcasts. I'm not listening to music. I'm not blasting music. I'm not sitting there fucking shaking my head, getting it. I can. I have one earbud in, and it's very low to where I can hear everything around me. I'm fully aware in the kitchen. I've been doing it for years now, and I've never had an issue. But we got a new person that works 
in the company, and this is just their power. Anytime there's new management anywhere, they always want to change at least one, one thing. thing. Like, they and have then, to be like, hey, look, I'm making a difference. Yeah. They want to feel proud of, well, I did this. Well, or, I did do uh, that one thing. Like you know? like, it, in, it, like, it in, uh, like uh, how you, ta- you talked about before, Stevie, when like, uh, Trey and Matt, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the creators of South Park, many other things, they were like, okay, we're going to make this movie, and we're going to make something that's so purposely – like so crazy and it has to be edited out it has to be like we're gonna do that on purpose because oh, yeah. we know the rating board is they're gonna want to at least take one thing out they have to feel like they're like they got to do something doesn't matter if the movie's perfect they want to take out at least one thing so we're gonna give them something on purpose something really bad so we can have all right that's the thing you can take out and don't fuck with the rest of my movie yeah they did that with south park the movie they put in the crazy ass fucking scene they're like you know let's take that out and they're like we'll do it with the dildo scene and it's like sweet <laughs> they, they got the scene they wanted by playing right, it up by playing yeah, it yeah, up. yeah yeah so i mean so yeah i mean but he, it's my like boss, when you negotiate like if you only want 50 percent, but you say 80 to start and then you can go down like, I mean, yeah. that's, honestly, right. that's why netflix is king right now because netflix is giving all these creative writers all these comedians Dude, all netflix these guys that push the limit fuck, and they're like bro. fucking go for it like they gave birth full fucking reign they're like we want you to push it more from last season that that's where because that the, was his he's, notes the, he's a comedian that's the thing i told people like self-service restaurants oh, i gotta you gotta say like, netflix i love them because they gave maria fucking bamford a tv show <laughs> and that is a fucking stretch she is so, like uh she's a stand-up comedian for the listeners out there uh she's a stand-up comedian and she's really fucking weird really alternative it's type of insane comedy one, right? she has like a mental breakdown it's the one it? from 30 rock right she was on 30 rock i don't think she's on, about? i don't know if she's on but it's the rock. one that she but, had like um, a midlife crisis show? or something yeah she did like she was getting big and then like she just couldn't handle it because she has uh several you know mental problems uh not like she's developmentally challenged or anything like that. It's just that she has her own, you know, issues. Like, you know, she deals with depression and uh, schizophrenia shit like that. And, uh, like, a lot, dealing with a lot of anxiety, things like that. And that kind of, like, hurt her career. And then she started again just playing, like, low-level clubs. And now she's, uh, like, in her mid-40s. And they decided to give her a show, which I think is fucking awesome. Yeah, dude, it's... I've always been a big fan of hers. And, like, I watched the entire first season... It's called Lady Dynamite, and it's based and it's, off of her. Fuck sort of, yeah! It's like they take. She basically takes like certain things from her life, but like of course exaggerates a whole lot of shit, makes it crazy, makes it silly, and it's a fucking terrific show, and I love it. And I suggest everyone out there watch fucking Lady Dynamite. It's yeah, fucking dude. Awesome. Netflix is chill as fuck. Usually we go right into God Talk, but because oh. of what fucking oh has my trans- god, god. Yeah. shit! Don't say happened. It's not a good enough word. <laughs> okay, transpired <laughs> because that. of. The situations that <laughs> took place on HBO and they were lit. Said, <laughs> they were lit. Um, we will be doing a bonus cast all about God. We're gonna basically just we're gonna read like we normally do. Got you know, got talk. We have about an hour. We spent about an hour. Last episode that we did, Battle of the Bastards, we spent about an hour thirty because it was so amazing. This episode, we have way too much to talk about on this one, so we're like, we're gonna we're gonna have to throw it over because we actually want to see who listens to Got Talk because we, we do know that we love it and we, we do have like five we are like oh five people listen to a it solid five people <laughs> and one of those people said they would definitely listen to a bonus episode so, <laughs> so we'll be doing an entire bonus it's episode looking up, it's looking and up. dedicating the entire episode of Got and some other little cool things we want to talk about you know predictions everything like that oh, wait, to two this people. bonus also the person who got me sick said uh, <laughs> uh, to this bonus episode so it'll be a bonus cast you, you will be getting that sometime within uh, next week but hopefully after we upload this one and yeah, before so much happened so much happened on the finale there's so much to cover that's going to take a while and then we just kind of want to talk a little bit more about the series about stuff that we just glazed over during this season 
kind of get more detail. And really, I really want to clarify a lot of shit because there seems to be a lot of confusion about what happened. Like a lot of people are like asking so many questions about the John Snow thing too. The like yeah, people that, are the like, most oh, obvious. Ned, it was the Ned. most ob- obvious yeah, fucking exactly. thing. Like, I had somebody ask if Ned and Liana had the baby together. Oh, what? And there was also source fed. Source fed. There's like one person from source fed. A friend of mine told me at work. They're like, oh, they don't think that's the father, or they're. People are confused who the father is. People, are, I'm like, there's a bunch of things going around. It's like, like R plus fucking obvious. R plus L. R plus L. Rhaegar plus Liana, but Liana, still, Liana. that's what happens. Like, if you don't like really pay attention to the show, which I feel like a lot of fans don't. <laughs> which Adney's even stated that if you pay attention to these little bits of story throughout the show, you can piece it all together. Which I've started rewatching. I'm already on season two with uh, Dak and dude, she. She texted me after she finished up uh, the 10th episode. She's like, dragons! <laughs> dragons! Did I ever tell you that? Oh, yeah. That, 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 oh, we can't. We can't uh, we're All about right, to go home on that God dog. We really, we just... <laughs> we just stepped into the quicksand. I know, I know. <laughs> we're about to go down the rabbit we hole. We barely escaped. But we're going to be like, wiggle, wiggle. And actually, we're going to stay on the television movie topic. And we're actually going to... Go over, let's go over Warcraft, which did really, really well overseas, but didn't do too well here. Yeah. And then I also want to go over Finding Dory. Okay, we wanted to actually talk to you guys about basically how... Oh, we're going to get to that in a oh, second. Okay. I'm going to get to that in a second. I just want to start because uh, I want to start off with a fun, easy topic, and that is like a, basically a review of Finding Dory. Uh, the original movie, Finding Nemo. Everyone our generation loves that fucking movie. Yeah. You want to know why? Because it's a great fucking movie. Not just our generation, but like our older generation and the younger, like... <laughs> 20s, 30s, and 40s. That movie is amazing. I don't give a fuck. I will fight somebody if they tell me they don't like it. It's It's really funny, though, because in in reality, uh, Nemo's dad would have ate Nemo. No, no. He would have had sex sex with with Nemo. Oh, it's had had sex sex with Nemo. He would have changed his sexual organs and then had sex with his son, Nemo. Clownfish are weird, bro. <laughs> it's nature's way. That's like nature's way. <laughs> it's nature's way. <laughs> nature's call crazy. Back, call back to episode four. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love that movie. I mean, they're you pretty much Targaryen. The only Pixar movie you're allowed to talk shit about is Cars one and two. That's it. You will. N- uh, you're not allowed yeah. to talk shit about any other Pixar That's movies. The, uh, so Pixar has consistently been some of the best writing in all of Hollywood. It's absolutely terrific. It's like we all, everyone. The fact that like Chris and you guys were saying, like everyone from every age group has found finds fucking something awesome in a Pixar movie, and they're all fucking great. Finding Nemo was great. And I remember uh, Toy Stories. Listening, great. listening. Up, up, that is up, their thing. Uh, I remember like listening to uh, like Mark Bernardin, who is now a film editor, at L.A. Times, but he doesn't like a lot of the comic book writing and stuff like that. Um, he talked about how um, his daughter has autism. And he could never watch a movie with her, and she could not pay attention. She just like will focus on something like that's really weird and repetitive, and just focus on that. And uh, of course, like they had to take her like to you know all these like specialists and all that stuff. But what was funny was the one movie that she would actually watch all the way through is Finding Nemo. Like, for some reason, that caught her attention and kept it. Actually, and she loves that movie, and like that's he amazing. says that he watched it like four hundred and thirty times, and like he hit a bell curve where like he started to hate it. And then after a while, it started to have more meaning for him again, and he started to like like it again. And he's like, I got, he's like, I just I have a lot of respect for that movie for what it is, for, and what it did to my for the, kid, like yeah, for, that, the that. for yeah for what it was giving it gave me and my me and my daughter something to connect with and bond with, and that's a lot. That's a lot. That's really heavy, and that means a lot to me. And um, which is Bernard funny. Oh, apologies. Let me. I can relate Go to ahead. that because I was with someone who has an autistic kid, and. Uh, 
Monsters Inc. She's obsessed what? with Monsters Inc. She'd always go, Jalubi. <laughs> always, all the time. And so it. I kept always saying to her, always watching you. Always <laughs> watching. And she would love it. And then she never seen uh, Monsters Inc. too. So I brought. I used to bring my uh, fucking computer over to their house, and I put, put every time I go over there, she made me put on Monsters Inc. too. And I've watched it like thirty times because mm. of that. But it was the same Such thing. It's like, guy. wow, you find these little gems. That, that could do more, not only for our generation, but for someone who has this lack, the, this is lack the an attention span. This is the beauty of the art you know of I mean? cinema. Yeah, yeah it lacks really people is. that lack attention span, and yet you find this little gem that's like, it means so much more than just a movie. And uh, so Mark Bernardin is, um, he is my favorite person to listen to talk about movies. Because uh, he's a, he's actually a really, really talented writer. And uh, he told... Do you have a podcast he, or... Yeah, he's on the Fat Man... Uh, oh, the shit. Bat, uh, yeah. Fat Man on Batman? Or Fat Man on Batman, Batman on podcast. Batman. He yeah. became, he was so fucking awesome on the show that Kevin just made him a permanent part of it and made her co-host. What? That's super cool. Yeah, uh, it's been that way for a while now and uh, he does have a great dissection and a passion for it and as much as I try when I talk about movies or anything to be as unique to my and to stick with what I see and speak about it the way I speak about it I can't help but be kind of informed and influenced by the way he talks about movies. So definitely check out Mark Bernardin, you guys. Um, <laughs> this is just all Martin Bernardin plug. Mark Bernardin. Uh, <laughs> Mark Bernardin. Because everyone knows when Addy talks about movies, even Chris as a film student is like, fuck you, dude. Because <laughs> like, Adney knows more. Like, you know, you just, Adney's very passionate about movies. Very extreme. Absolutely. We and all also, are, by the way, uh, real quick, uh, Mark Bernardin said he was going to be writing a graphic novel biography about a famous legendary athlete that recently died. Hinting very strongly oh, that it's Muhammad shit. Ali. Oh, so when that shit, shit comes out, or, please buy it, everyone. It's obviously Kimbo. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the uh, movie. Kimbo had so, such a connection. To the, so that's <laughs> the what seventies. That's what uh, like so Pixar movies have these kind of. It's based we Pixar has built up so much goodwill, and Finding Nemo has been so good. It's been like over. It's been over a decade since that first movie came out, or something like that. And it's still two thousand three. Yeah, two thousand. That's thirteen years ago. It's still a terrific fucking movie, and of course, everyone was so excited for the for the. Uh, it holds up, sequel. dude. <laughs> and uh, it does. It still holds up. The first movie and. I went. I, okay, so I watched. I watched Finding Dory, and sorry to say, it's just it's it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. Finding it's, Dory. It's like all their sequels are just fine. It's Chris. It's good. No wait. Yeah. Don't say all because Toy not, Story Two is my jam. That but and, it's not better three. than the first one. They're, they're two and three are pretty good. Uh, I don't they're know. pretty good, dude. The original is like Toy the Story jewel is a for a reason. Fucking solid. But that's the one that they did good on all of them. Like I heard the second, I watched the second Monster Jew, and it was kind of like Monster Inc. Is, Monster Two is solid as well, but the first it's, one yeah, is amazing. Solid. That's the thing. Whenever they go back, like when they first, oh, so they're still when solid. Pixar when Pixar first started, it was we're never gonna do sequels, and then they broke that mold. Yep. And uh, that's the thing that was usually when they go back to the well, it's it's solid and it's good. It is cause solid because these art guys are incredibly talented, but it's just not the same as the. Fr- it doesn't have the same heart because it does feel like my my biggest my problem with Finding Dory was a similar problem that I had with Toy Story three in that it seemed like just uh, emotional manipulation. It seemed like we're gonna give you this fucking Holocaust invoking furnace scene because we're already invested in the, in middle the fucking of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, so it's like we're gonna give you like five. With you, we're gonna give yeah. you five fucking different Game of Thrones esque endings mm-hmm. in this movie where everything's just like, oh my god, it's the most horrible ending ever. That's what I'm, happened in the latest uh, episode of Game of Thrones. Uh, kind of what happened in the latest episode. <laughs> uh, they barely made it out. Oh, happened again. Oh, they barely made it out. Oh, happening. And it seems like they're just trying, like, oh, we know you care about these people. We know you care about these characters, so we're going to purposely put them in, like, an, like just 
an infinite amount of bad. Yeah, and danger, I mean, danger not, for not the sake of yeah, it yeah, being putting, danger, putting not danger, like yeah. not really having so much to do with the story, and the characters don't learn anything from that no. danger. Like that's what the story's supposed to be. If it's, anything, it's, it's like the rising action, the rising action, and then you get like the low point, and that's like the super wow. Then you get the fucking climax, and they learn because they learn from that low point. So now they can get through the climax, and then you get your resolution. That's why a story is usually done. And I feel like they're just keep going to the low point over and over again just to get you emotional, get you sad, get you crying. So then you'll be like, oh, wow, I really felt for that movie. And you'll kind of kind of tricks you into thinking that that was a terrific fucking movie. I completely agree. And, and what I think the reason that we have stated, OK, the 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 sequels are solid. And when you compare them to the first movie, I think the, the reason that the first movies have such an, a large impact on us, it's because of the originality behind them. Dude, I Inside think, Out? I think that... Gosh, how fucking dude, original was that saying. fucking I, I movie? So like, good. I think <laughs> that is the reason that Top the sequels three are... Top <laughs> The sequels are good. They're, they're great. They're worth watching. I'll watch them multiple yeah, times. Yeah, I'll watch them. Man. But Yeah, let's get are, something straight. If any other movie studio were to do, like, Finding Nemo than Finding Dora, you'd be like... You guys are a fucking you hit. You guys are up. the shit. But since it's like Pixar, you're kind of your standards are a little bit higher. <laughs> <laughs> we fucked, dude. We put them on a pedestal. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> is this a B minus? <laughs> Pixar is on a pedestal. But yeah, so when we get something like Monsters Inc., just the ID behind the movie, you're like, this is fucking a genius Someone premise. Toy Story, extremely good premise. But going, fucking genius. It's going back to what but I then, knew, yeah. So, so when they, they give just... you something that's a sequel, you're like, okay, now I'm not. I'm excited, but it's not original. And you're uh, not bringing well, an original idea. I was actually again. surprised. They actually got uh, Al Bundy, Ed O'Neill. What? He does a voice. He plays. Oh, he plays um, the dad of Dory. Is that? No, he plays an octopus. Oh, he, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. The who, red, the red octopus who that's in the desperately sink. Desperately wants to stay in captivity. Which is very weird. Weird. Yeah. Give me weird. your fucking tag. I watched some of it. <laughs> Give me I your fucking tag. tag. She's like, what tag? I like, kind of like my tag. <laughs> but going back to what Adney was saying, that's why I also think that the sequels kind of fall on their face more because instead of doing the arc with their characters, they do it with their viewers instead. And so it should be their character getting beat down and beat down and then they're at this low point, but their character is learning and you're learning with the character. Yeah. But what they're yeah. doing is they're just beating the viewer down and then they give you a fucking like kind of like a resolution at the end, you know, with the climax. And no matter what the resolution is, you're just happy that exactly they, know they made died. it and they're safe. Like you're so like, oh my god, it was so horrible. Like I'm so the- glad the toys didn't burn alive <laughs> in a fucking oven. Let, let's be honest, the real arc of the first movie was the joke that Marlon got to make and finish at the end of the movie. I, that's, I was waiting for the whole thing about the anemone that joke. That kind of <laughs> is, though. That, that is, was like, his arc. He learned, he learned as a father in the first movie that you sometimes you have to let your kid go. Sometimes you have to be a little more laid back. Make a joke, like be the funner guy. Not not that be silly, crazy guy, but you need to learn that just being uptight and being overprotected doesn't help anyone. It can actually hurt your son or your kid, whatever it is, because you're not getting them ready for the world. And he finally he goes through this horrible event, and he learns to like believe in himself and do crazy things for his son. Meanwhile, he finds out that his son went through his own arc of I now have faced danger. I faced like basically the worst I, I can the face. World, yeah. And the fact, and at the very end of the movie, when like all the tuna are being captured and everything, and he's like. You need to let me go in there and help them save themselves. And, of course, he's still protective, and he finally learns in that moment that, no, I need to trust my son. I need to send him out to the world, and I need to believe that he is going to make it. So that was a beautiful story arc, and of just course you had swimming, just mm-hmm. keep swimming. Yeah, you had Dory. Swimming, swimming, they brought that swimming. up. They, 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 <laughs> give, it, they give you an origin for why she says that. It's because oh, yeah. uh, her parents 
where uh, like they couldn't, she couldn't remember shit. She could never, yeah, of course, I, I she's saw a and, yeah. baby, and like she basically told well, did Dory, her parents remember just shit? remember to keep swinging. They started singing that song to her, just uh. keep swinging, and she was able to remember that. And also, so that's kind of a touching thing. But like, I think I feel like Dory, uh, like she didn't really learn anything. I don't feel like did she lack depth? Was it kind of like well, it was? It was. Side. It was more of like because she is perfect as the sidekick character who's going to bring yeah, two the dimension. levity. She's she brings a, a lot of dimensional. Not yeah, really. exactly. Yeah, she's like a two she's not a lead. she brings she's a lot of levity. Character, yeah. She brings a lot of levity, and of course, you care. For, and of course, you know, Marlon and Neem are going after her, so you care about that. But they don't really. They don't go through an arc. Um, she doesn't like. She's. I guess she goes. She learns to, to be a little more self reliant. How but, could you be self-reliant? You can't remember nothing. Well, she starts to remember little things. Oh. So, like, her little thing is where the short-term memory loss thing is a little weird because it's like, okay, so she gets taken under the she gets taken into the undertow at the beginning, and she remembers when she wakes up that she got taken into the undertow when she was a kid. And she got put in, basically she got swallowed up into a pipe, and then lo- she lost her parents. They didn't lose her. She oh. lost them, but she couldn't remember how to get there. And so she's starting to remember her journey when she was young, and almost like her, her like fucking being, her teenage years and everything being raised to into the woman that she is now, she starts remembering piece by piece. Mm. She's searching for her parents the whole time. She's trying to remember, hey, I'm trying to find people. I'm trying to find this. I'm trying to find that. And she can't make friends with anybody. Nobody I'm likes her. To find so it's almost like she's, she's almost like on her own. She's, she does a stand-up comedian. She becomes a stand-up comedian in the ocean because she's on her own. She's, <laughs> she's like, just burning it. Let's get something straight right now. I do think you should watch this movie because Dory is adorable throughout, not just as a baby, but there's some like there's some touching things in this movie. She's funny. Is it funny? There's, um, it's funny. There's, it, there's there's some there's some you smile decent at the jokes. jokes. You're not laughing. Yeah. You're smiling. Like, oh, that was cute. That was Dude, cute. I laugh at rom coms, bro. But <laughs> I just it's just like do not expect Finding Nemo level quality of emotion gonna, too. Do not expect not, that yeah, level of it's like. It's not the same. But, you um, were so satisfied. But you got to be stoked because this movie. Made over 150 million opening weekend. That makes it the highest grossing animated film uh, domestically, I think, of all time. Seriously? Damn. Yeah, I don't know about worldwide. But that was domestic- just domestically 150? Yeah. Damn. I should. On the opening weekend. I'm surprised That's not we even didn't, gross. I'm That's surprised we didn't weekend. go to. Because we've paid for some shitty movies as respect for the directors or the writers <laughs> or the, the, the screenplay. I heard that the director's cut of Batman vs. Superman is way better. That's just what I've been hearing. Oh yeah, I've been hearing. So you know, you gotta see the. Are they so release many, it? So many awesome details no, got cut really, out. No, it's really it got released like uh, two days ago. Or so. Director's yeah. cut got released. Yeah, it's I've like heard... fucking four and a half hours long. It's long. The it's movie's fuck. four and a half. Hours? I don't know if it's that long. Let I don't know. That's let an me, exaggeration. I'm gonna fact but, check. I probably Stevie. Learn it, dude. <laughs> but no, I, but there's like characters that are just completely cut out of the movie that are now in it. And oh shit. Stuff. But I, I should I should say that we sh- there are some things that we should see in theaters. For instance, uh, the Killing Jokes coming out for one night. Adney, mm-hmm. I, and Chris, we're all gonna go see it. Oh, um, what's it called? We when um, Game of Thrones season the the end of season four came out in theaters, two episodes. We went to the movie theaters and we saw it. Some things, everybody, I'm telling you right now, if you're a moviegoers, if you're fucking fans Show your of movie to- talk. Res- yeah, show your respect and go to pay for something that you truly love because the more that we steal shit and the more that we watch shit at home, the more people are going to assume that, oh, these movies aren't – they're not making money, so we can't make these movies again. So we lose some of these gems, some of these beautiful things that we love but that we didn't pay for because it is free. But some things are worth fucking paying for. I'll you gotta, tell you that you gotta right vote now. with your wallet. That's yeah. the only vote that they look at is, well, how much money did it make? Yeah. It's a business. 
Um, so when, I, when the Killing Joke, actually, we're gonna see Killing I'm Joke. Actually, I'm actually really down. scared to see Killing Joke in theaters because um, to see Wait, it. Period. Zack Snyder's doing the Justice League. Yeah, he's, doing, he's got control of the whole fucking universe. What? But, Why did um, they give him control of everything? <laughs> but I'm scared he to see Killing. Up I'm, that, wait, he but, fucked up that member's suit. Man, I'm sorry. I well, I mean, that. he's saying sorry, but he's saying that he fucked it up because he had to cut it to a theatrical release. He's saying that the actual. Well, if you don't cut, have, to, if you don't fucking shoehorn in eleven main characters into one fucking movie where like they don't have any business being in. It doesn't become a problem, man. Agreed. I'm with you, man. I don't. A four hour movie is. Let him be your director, but get watch. a different writer. Like, yeah. definitely have somebody else. Oh, he's writing and directing. I hope he, he's not. Yeah. No, sure he probably he's, has he might say write over the, the screen. Yeah, he say. Co-wrote. Yeah, he co-wrote it with David. With David Goyer, and like David Goyer is like an idea man. He has great ideas for stories, but he does not execute it like and keep it. The whole. Story they need together. someone like the Marvel writer who br- brings something new to the fucking the screen that you love. Mm-hmm. Well, who's the Marvel writer? That well, you like there's, well, there's uh, like uh, Kevin Feige That's what you and the Russo Kevin brothers Feige, yeah. are like the biggest force behind it. And of course, we have like writers come in and out and all that stuff. But Russo brothers are here to stay. Kevin Feige has been overseeing the whole thing this whole time. But I uh, continue. Sorry. Hold on. Uh, going back, you said 150 domestic. It's 300 million plus global already. Already killing, it. already killing it, <laughs> killing it. God damn! I would say go watch us in theaters. It's uh, support Pixar. Support. Yeah, I'm about supporting Pixar. Uh, they they do Wally. Yeah. So Wally's like in my top. Eight. They did up to my up top to eight. me. That that first ten minutes up, man. That's to me. That's the most emotional. Are we just gonna do a Pixar podcast? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> that's the most emotional I've ever been in any Pixar movie. Most of most movies was that first ten minutes up. Yeah. The little redhead, the little fiery redhead that he has in his fucking fire. Oh, that one really got you amped up. Yeah. Fire, fire. <laughs> but, dude, like, the love that they share, like, their travel drawer and shit like that. And then they, it, like, shows you real-world problems of tire pops and shit like that. And then, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, but it's the way. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> you got the real-world problems that you go yeah. through all the time. That's really, that's really just harrowing, you know, like, flat tire. <laughs> Like the, I was gonna say earlier is like I'm afraid to see the Killing Joke is because the comic itself is a fucking masterpiece and I've read it several times uh, and I have so much faith in the voice acting of Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, Tara Strong yeah. for all in this movie, which they've got plus, all the originals back together, right? Yeah, and they're plus, all excited about that. I have an enormous amount of faith in DC animation. DC live action shits the bed a lot. They haven't made a great movie since 2008. But when it comes to the animated, when they're like adapting like comic book stories and they do it and they like really go for a serious adaptation, all the animated DC movies are fucking flawless. Well, well, they could do them. more. You could do and it's it's just, animation. It's so you can well do whatever done. the fuck you want with animation because they're able to like. Oh no, we just want to do what the comic book did. Not oh, I'm a director and I have my own vision. I want to do my own things. It's not like <laughs> when I read it, I read something different in my head. <laughs> there's a lot less ego involved, and like I'm afraid that like I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna fucking love it automatically. And I'm gonna kind of talk about it on the podcast, and I'm gonna say how awesome it was. But everyone else, I'm like, oh no, it totally sucks. Like, it's, you're, oh, you're delusional because it was bad. You're just biased. <laughs> like, damn. But it's still gonna be fun. I can't wait. I'm excited. Oh, by the way, uh, we Adney told me there's a fight coming up. It's Andre Ward versus Sergio Sergey Kovalev. Or Sergey Kovalev. We want to talk about Warcraft. Though. Well, I wanted to talk to you guys because I already talked to. Two people at the El Dorado, and they said, "Come to me as soon as you find out when you want the tickets." Sweet. Oh, we're going probably September nineteenth. The I podcast September nineteenth. 
was Yvonne was like, I thought it was in November. He's like, that fight's like in November. I was like, no, it's... I was like, Adney sent sick. me this. Andre Ward, that's so tight. So, Dude, we get to watch a fucking legend. So, so I said, all right, I was like, I'll be, I'll be coming in for three tickets. If you guys can, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, so we might be doing Alcoholic Ass in Vegas. And it's such a fight fans fight, so it's not going to be insanely crowded and overpriced. <laughs> Speaking of overpriced... They made a fucking World of Warcraft movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which also had, uh, the director came out and he's Speaking like, of shit oh, the, the reason why it was so bad was because they had to cut 50 minutes out of it. Because I had to make it for a theatrical release. That's what everyone is coming doing out and saying. Doing the Snyder move. Doing the Snyder. <laughs> doing the Snyder. <laughs> like, okay, so. You think you're Snyder, bro? That you movie. Snyder in an up, dude. though? Okay, so that movie, just to give, just to give the fans perspective, it made less opening weekend here domestically than Fantastic Four. Um, it's one of the oh, we're at 40. it's one of the hugest flops, and it cost, of course, an insane amount of money. Yeah, dude, the amount of animation that had to go into it, like um, all plot and story aside, like the guys that are actually sitting there grinding on the fucking computers and making the animation, that shit's hard, and it looked Four years. great. It looked good. Actually, I, I, I saw it, and I had a, I, when I see the, the, the all the pre- all the previews before, I was like, I immediately have a problem with this movie. <laughs> um, so because it's they're crossing. I thought it was just. I thought it seemed so. It see. It felt cartoonish to me. But I don't have that big a problem with that, that as long as like they they look cool, and I don't think they look cool. I thought like they made all the male orcs like twelve feet tall, and these huge enormous guys, and the female orcs are just like they're all CGI. Then the female orcs are just girls with a little bit of makeup. Yeah. So they're like five six. Oh no, they fucked like, up. This what is the weird. Fuck? Yeah. No, it didn't they make did that. Sense. They did that because they have it's like a human versus orc thing, and they want like the guy to fall in love with a female orc to create peace. Some bullshit. Oh my god! Like they're trying orc. to do a fucking Avatar thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like I Avatar mean. meets Braveheart. Because I swear the makeup, <laughs> the makeup is total it fucking is. Braveheart. Dude. It is. It's, it's Braveheart makeup and the fact that like it does have that cartoonish look that Avatar had. We're like, no, we're using great like motion capture CGI. Blending like, everything that you love, bro. <laughs> but at least in Avatar, it was mo- mainly like. And I thought, I thought the armor looks stupid on the characters I see. I'm like, this movie is going to be a flop. It's going to go down the same road as every other fucking video game adaptation. Well, I watched it, Adney, and it's on the level of Goodfellas, and you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It sucked. It probably crazy. sucked. I didn't watch it. I couldn't watch oh. it. This movie looks so obviously silly and dumb that just about no one in like. The U.S. or whatever went and saw it, but for guess what? It made a fucking killing in China. China is the second biggest box office in the world, and in a couple of years, it will be number one, the biggest box force in the world. And it fucking loved this movie. It's the biggest opening in the Chinese box office history, bigger than Fast and Furious Seven. That's fucking. Uh, of nuts. course it is because the, the Chinese are morons. Like Trump no. said, we're gonna build a wall around China. They love that cartoonish <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. They love the the anime and everything. And so what I think was going through their brains was, oh, we kind of get to see like a, a a real life anime type of thing. But well, what I heard was not that even the anime, but the the. World of Warcraft is World of Warcraft because of China and because of Asia, not because of the United States, not because of Switzerland. Oh, it's the most highly rated it's game to them. Be- is their most highly rated game? But there's game? so many fucking people RPG over there. That no, there's, it's so highly condensed with so many fucking people that when this person gets it, this person gets it, this person, and then they all the fucking thing, Chris, wind up getting to it. To that okay. point, to that point, that's what I heard is that uh, a lot of people who hear in other countries who play Warcraft, what they'll do is when they want like a lot of gold, but they don't want to mine it themselves because it's just tedious it's hours of nothing they'll actually pay kids oh in china in or china china they're the biggest ones that actually do it they're the most people in china who actually do this they're like okay give me your character sign in 
uh, give me this amount of money, and I will just mine for hours at a time for you, and then I'll give you your character back, and you'll have all this gold and shit. What? They're sweatshopping video game, basically. Exactly. It's a video game sweatshop. It's a sweatshop because they have this whole entire thing called eSports over there that's bigger than fucking football for us. It's humongous over there, and they just had a tournament for this thing called Dota 2, and they had a tournament that I think it was for $15 million, and there were 16 teams in it, and they fill up arenas. 100,000 people go, and they watch kids play their fucking computer, and they watch them play fucking Dota, or they watch them play WoW, or they watch them... There's an entire economy based around video games. There really is. So yeah, you might think that they're in a sweatshop, but I think what they think is they're training. They're training. They're gonna get to that that championship level. (laughs) (laughs) They're training to come get the Beijing Olympics. They're coming for us. They're coming for us. It's It's just really huge in their culture. What's interesting is Transformers, the last shitty Transformers Michael Bay film. Which of course sucked. Every movie sucked. Every Transformers sucked. Yeah, I like the first one. It makes money. The the thing is, they actually make money here, but they also do enormous business in China. And part of that reason is they dumb it down. These movies are so. Lowest comedy. Not, they're fart jokes. They're fart jokes for yeah. action flicks. So anyone could just, oh, I like to see giant explosions. Oh, and, and stuff. it's also the, the 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 language barrier. So the language barrier when he gets brought over there, it's dumbed down so they can understand yeah. it more. Yeah, the dialogue isn't as like like American comedies are you like are actually really good investments here because it's really low budget and they make a lot of money here. Same thing but with overseas, yeah. they do not do shit yeah. because of the language barrier, because of like the, all these little subtleties that Which you need to know the language. English language is way but more difficult. Yeah, a big silly fucking action movie where there, none of the dialogue is important in those movies. You can have that movie on mute and you know the story. Yep. it's so fucking obvious in uh, both in both Warcraft, Transformers, and Fast Seven. Fucking all ridiculous movies. And so you don't really need to know the you language. You don't need to, to know get. anything that they were saying. So in Fury you don't 7. need to watch any other six <laughs> Fast Furious movies. Yeah. Oh, big bald guy <laughs> is friends with big bald guy, and they drive real fast. Exactly. So and they're the good guys going against the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing: is like, and like a lot of Hollywood has noticed. Hollywood knows this. Hollywood has noticed this, and they actually change their movies to try to appeal to the Chinese box office. Transformers, the last one. Oh, a lot of it took place in China, and they had a uh, Fan Bingbing, who's a beautiful Chinese actress. But uh, she's in it. They like purposely cast her and a bunch oh, of I'm, other actors. I love Asian also, women. I like Asian women. They're beautiful. Also, How loud. You love redhead Asian women. She's not Asian. <laughs> That's a thing? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and there is. Fucked. Oh, they're yeah, they're such as fuck. By the way, if we Joe have... Rogan mentioned an Irish Asian. Remember oh Redhead Asian? And him and, Joe, yeah. him and Joey Diaz were like, oh, buddy. Because oh, Joey, oh, Joey Diaz brought up, he goes, I used to, I used to go over there, they'd do heroin. And I, I, he, she'd have a snatch out. And she was, listen, Joe, listen, Joe. She was, a, she was an Irish Japanese girl. And Joe was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Joe slaps the table. Yeah, oh! Joe got hell excited, dude. Oh, uh, by the way, if any of our... Uh, Asian listeners out there. Redhead Asian listeners. Go ahead, hit me up on the <laughs> uh, thing. But we, you can get it. China's not on our <laughs> list, but Malaysia and North Korea are on our list. Malaysia. I mean, I mean the ones that actually live like in Reno. Oh, okay. Within like <laughs> Malaysia's our within second, driving distance. Malaysia's our second biggest country listening. Like seriously, they listen to every fucking episode. Well, it's because they're sweatshopping in Malaysia it right now, and they're it. fucking oh, clicking, 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 clicking. Oh, clicking. Because we're, we're going to the lowest common denominator with our jokes. <laughs> we're so, we're, we are the fart joke of podcast. <laughs> we dig it. Oh, but here's the thing: the is like so. Never yeah. podcast. <laughs> and a lot of other movies, like well, like movies are start to do a lot of editing. And alternate endings to appease to Chinese audiences. The most egregious one is Iron Man 3, which is uh, the biggest 
or it was the biggest solo Marvel character movie. Like it was like the Avengers movie and then Iron Man 3 right underneath it. Because it was just – it made so much fucking – it was huge. And part of it was like they changed the ending. All the ending that we saw, that didn't play in China. Wow. The ending in China was like him thanking the Chinese government. Like this end scene of him on the stage hanging out with the Chinese government and like so celebrating China. What? Really weird. So Hollywood is doing these things. And that happened in 2013. What? It's fucking very weird. It's been Fast forward, China. Just in China? Just like, hey, I'm in China now. It's going to get bigger. And, like, the good part about it is that it will, like, that kind of thing, that foreign box offices kind of stuff, it will drive Hollywood to be a little more diverse with their casting. But at the same time, it's going to make them really, really constantly, like, oh, we got to appeal to the Chinese government. And it's going to. Do like that silly ass thing in Iron Man three. It's gonna make more dumb, it's gonna dumb big, down dumb, dialogue, loud movies that are just silliness that don't really have the depth of like your you know. And Addy and I have talked about this for years. When whenever we tell people we don't like these movies that are really big, I get a lot of flack from people telling me you don't like Transformers, you don't like Fast and the Furious movies are great. And I'm like, listen, I like movies with good dialogue. I like a lot of old black and white films. Yeah. I I love like Addy and I. Dude, Blazing Saddles is one of all of our dude, all, like, it's one of my dude movies. of all time. Is, is that that movie too? was like, ahead yeah, of its time too. Is... That movie like touched on a serious fucking topic. Mel Brooks is if a you genius. can't sit through and Blazing comedy, Saddles, dude, that's... shoot yourself. That's that's <laughs> comedy too, and comedy is has the quickest expiration date of any art form. Yeah, and also comedy is the quickest to touch on a, a serious topic because you're not. It's like you're trying to be funny, so they they'll touch on something that's not supposed to be touched on, which I love. But with these old movies, like like for instance, fucking Frank Sinatra movie, one of my favorite movies, Man with the Golden Arm. Oh yeah. A fucking amazing He plays a heroin movie. addict who, uh, he gets out of rehab and he's a drummer. Really cool. He tries to get a job in a band and, like, he's, like, trying to make it, but, like, the heroin keeps a call. Yeah, yeah. And, but and and he's a drummer. Uh, that's the also thing. And he's also, Man with the Golden Arm, it's not because it's obviously shooting up. It has two different meanings. He's also a great card player. And the thing is, is the movie takes place in only a couple different scenes, but the dialogue is so well done. It makes Damn, you... 56? It, and it's and a Quentin long, Tarant- it's a long Quentin, movie, Quentin I believe. Quentin Tarantino's, for example, like Hateful Eight, one location, all dialogue. Terrific fucking movie. Yeah, so you get these amazing, amazing movies that, worth remembering for us, they're memorable. And, like, we're huge Quentin Tarantino fans, all three of us. But see, a lot of people, a lot of people want more action. They want fucking Michael Bay. They want like that's why I won't watch Terminators. I mean, uh, sorry. So I won't watch uh, Transformer. fucking Transformers. That's why I won't watch Ninja Turtles. You get a, you know occasionally, like we said, Michael Bay's one fucking gem is uh, Armageddon. Bad Boys. Oh no, who did Bad Boys? Uh, Oliver Stone. Was no, that I think um, no. Michael Bay did uh, did Bad Boys. Did I like Bad Boys. Come on, it's funny. The first Bad Boys. Bad Boys bad. one and two are both funny. I like both okay, of them. I'll like... go see number three in theaters. <laughs> but some see Michael Michael Bay will do some okay films. But like we we talk about Armageddon and like Adney posted this thing of yeah, the listen to the commentary with Ben Affleck and he basically brought up to fucking uh, Michael Bay. He's like, hey, well, you know. I asked Michael Bay, you know, during this scene, uh, wouldn't it be easier to train astronauts to be drillers than it would to train drillers to be astronauts? And he goes, you just shut up. <laughs> you just shut your mouth, okay? And he goes, yeah, because, you know, these guys might know space, but they don't know jack about drilling. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> how hard is it? Drill here. <laughs> and he does this whole bit, and it's fucking genius. Yeah, dude, it's the funniest Ben Affleck has ever been. It's great. He goes all like... Like, just making fun of the whole concept of the entire movie was, like, really, like, it would be so much easier to teach fucking astronauts. It's like, oh, yeah, 
in we get about three weeks to train to be astronauts, and that's so much easier to train three weeks to be an astronaut than fucking eight solid months to be a driller. Yeah, yeah, it's like I need these guys. They're the best. Why are they the best? They just are. It's like what? <laughs> it's it's so funny, and it was it's one of my favorite pieces of commentary ever in movie history. But they, how, how can you make something so funny and so great like that, and then go around and be like a complete moron on Bill O'Reilly talking about? Because oh, he, yeah. he tries. He doesn't. He's he trying to. It's such a hate, bummer. Well, so that's, like, that's when he's behind the camera, actors, that's him. Some actors. When he's, when he's not in front of the camera, he's got to go and do all this publicity. Then you're getting this other Ben Affleck. The guy that we saw in that interview, that's like that's probably Ben Affleck, not the fucking guy on Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, exactly. So you get you, well, you, a lot of actors think that they they know more. It's you. You get that with um. George Clooney's fucking speech and his acceptance speech at the Academy Awards <laughs> when he's like basically taking he takes responsibility the Hollywood for civil rights movement. It's, he basically says, you know, we were talking about civil rights before it was even a thing. We gave a we gave an award to a black actor before, you know, while while it was still segregation. He's basically saying that Hollywood is ahead of the curve always. It was an extremely fucking smug acceptance speech. And you get that with a lot of actors. Like, Matt Damon thinks he knows more about politics than politicians. You get I, Rosie O'Donnell, not Rosie O'Donnell. I hate name? enjoying watching oh, Matt yeah. Damon films, Is but Rosie I do. O'Donnell? Rosie O'Donnell, too, but also the other fat girl that's in... Uh, the View? No, that was in fucking Larry David. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, um, it's not Rosie. I thought it was somebody else. Roseanne? No, no, no. No, it's Rosie O'Donnell. Ro- yeah, maybe I don't. Know. But but basically, these people think that they know more than everybody else because they're you know. I'm on TV, you know. Um, I've been to I've been to fucking Afghanistan. It was rainbow skies and it was beautiful mm-hmm. before America got there. <laughs> Team America is the perfect example of how actors really fucking are. And what sucks for Trey and Matt is they have become famous themselves, mm-hmm. and it's like fuck. <laughs> we dug our own hole, man. <laughs> we made jokes about. We have become. Yeah, but you don't so see <laughs> them out and about. You don't see them no. doing stupid shit. They don't. Shit. They don't like, do celebrity but, type shit. But back to my point of shitty dialogue. So shitty dialogue will ruin any movie for me. I'm like, well, what did I learn from that? What did I gain from that? Sure, it's escapism. Like we talked about, some movies are good with escapism. But I want to make. I want to have a movie to where we can quote it, like Adney over here quoting fucking Gangs New York. Though the dialogue in that movie is fucking in- incredible. You can't even fucking. Touch it. Like, Bill the Butcher is such a three-dimensional, beautiful character, and you fall in love with this character. You remember this character. I can't name you three characters in He's Avatar. The I can't name you the names. And you feel bad about <laughs> <him>. <laughs> I, I, I can't name you the characters in Transformers. I can't name you... I can barely name you any characters in Fast and the Furious movie. Dom. I know Dom. I know fucking... Yeah, know. and... Uh, um. Letty. Paul Walker. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I can't but remember. Letty. That's a one. Letty's one. Yeah, yeah. You gotta remember one. those like certain characters. Han. Han. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I got you, Malaysian. But it's difficult. <laughs> I guarantee Adney can name you fucking ten characters from Star Wars. It's, it's dialogue to me is more is more important than action than fucking shit exploding, and that's why I have a true, true appreciation for Quentin Tarantino. And that's why we all love Quentin Tarantino. And that's why I love Mel Brooks, because Mel Brooks and his movies, they're comedy, yeah. But it's just that you can't be funny with action. Like, he's, it's nothing but dialogue to him. It's nothing but making people laugh. I'm so torn on this. I'm with you because I am, I love the dialogue and everything, but 
when I'm actually shooting and I'm I'm on set, I'm not gonna lie, those Michael Bay sets are fun as fuck to be on because oh, you're bet. sitting there oh, shooting yeah. and there's just all these explosions People going on. People almost die at yeah. every Michael Bay movie. It's crazy. Which, that's they fun. And you're you the crew member and the crew a... members are always pretty safe. Dude, like, dude no, they've been a couple times they where they threw a car into, a, into building. a building <laughs> that was full of civilians. Yeah, yeah. that's retarded. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like his movies. But, oh, um, man. But, but no, wait, hold on. Um... But then what I really fucking enjoy is the cinematography, not the action. The dialogue, of course, helps. But if it's beautiful, I'm in. I'm in. It can be slow. It can be fast. It can be fucking completely all over the place. But if it's fucking beautiful, you know what goes I'll into fucking it. watch it. You know what goes it. into yeah, it. You know exactly. what, like, these fast, crazy car scenes and this, all this thing, you know, it's like, this is real footage? Well, that's like, holy action. Shit. I'm like, just talking more like cinematography. Like, there was this one movie. There's this yeah, one. Yeah, it could be two, like, lighting. Like, dude, like, no, lighting. Yeah, dude, exactly. It could, be, it could be two people talking exactly. at a diner. And the cinematography could be brilliant. The way exactly, yeah, exactly. You, you got it. Yeah, just like just, just like, like the Joffrey scene, the, uh, the Tommen scene. scene. Was it was just that. the pillars. It's 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 directors beautiful. It's director's decisions. The, exactly. The director's decisions, like no. I mean, the DP helps. The di- director of photography. It's the director of photography, which is the cinematographer and the director. I mean, it's, it's like, a combo for sure. It's like sure. where to shoot the camera. Like like how in how does the scene influence. The dialogue, or how does it, you know, how does dialogue influence a scene? Are you getting anything with it's? It's like uh, Martin Scorsese's choice on the the diner scene in Goodfellas, how he made it like almost, uh, how he made the shape the of the scene, the, the vertigo, vertigo scene, and you connect it as an audience uh, member, and you're like, whoa, you feel like, like I feel Henry awkward, does. Yeah. yeah, you feel like Henry. That is a good decision or, for a like fucking. We talked uh, about so that, that, one, that was a director's how we, choice. How we, so they, but I mean, still, it's like how we talked cinematography, about right? Last week, I mean, the cinematographer had to do it but I don't feel like it was a cinematographer's decision but, that's but a director's I, decision I know what you mean though like, well I mean like you're directing the camera you're telling the camera to go in I think I really feel that like that's the director more than the cinematographer and then you just got like a camera op pretty much d- well, d- and like last week we talked but, about wait, the Battle wait, of the Bastards that cinematography of having when John like first after the charge and John is all disoriented and the camera's kind of fuzzy and it follows him and then the camera's disoriented oh, right. as well so you can feel what John's feeling. There's one guy that I've almost watched all of his fucking movies and it's because of his cinematography and that guy's name is Roger Deakins. Just to let you know, a little bit of the films he shot, Shawshank, No Country for Old Men, Skyfall, and A Beautiful Mind. A Beautiful Mind was beautiful fucking mind is beautiful, dude. dude. It's a beautiful mind. It's I read the book beautiful. actually, dude, like... Nash's story is like, fucking... Those are hitters! Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Nash's... John Nash's story is amazing. The guy beat schizophrenia, and yet he died in a, ta- a taxi cab ride. I think I even suggested it as a book. Uh, that story, John Nash's story is fucking phenomenal, man. A Beautiful Mind. Shawshank! We all love Shawshank! <laughs> Shawshank is one of the no greatest... No country for all men, you like... You can't <laughs> touch Shawshank. Dude, that movie is... You, it's, it's Adney said, it's the most rewatchable movie ever. <laughs> you can rewatch it. It's like, you Shawshank always... It doesn't get old, you know? So yeah, that's why Warcraft sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. That is a scathing, brilliant <laughs> review of a movie none of us saw. <laughs> You know what? Hey, if you saw it and you guys really Dory. enjoyed it, let me know. You know what, let you know, us hey, know. You know what else I'm not going to see? I'm going to watch it. You know what else I'm not going to see? No, I'm not full of shit. The Olympics in Rio. Oh! I'm not going to see this shit. Did you, say, did you say fucking Rio? They're going to, like, Rio is going to be yeah, the Olympics? Uh, it's happening in, like, just a few weeks. Like, it's... Like uh, Rio Linda, California, like where we're from? It's like, like, dude, it's Rio. Like, Rio. Dude, uh, they said Rio De Janeiro, Brazil. In, like, a fucking month and a half or something like that. The Olympics, the 2016 Olympics are going to be held in Rio, Brazil, and it's already 
a fucking shit show, and it's only going to get worse. Which we witnessed with uh, Russia, right? When they had it, Russia. Yeah, yeah, Sochi was bad. Basically, they... they uh, those were the Winter Olympics, though, no? Or were those yeah, Olympics? those are the Winter Olympics, where it's like it's a, it's smaller, and yet they spent 36 like, days. Sorry. In 36 30, days, we're going to get the fucking uh, Olympics, and they don't have shit ready. Like, they said that like the little monorail thing that they're going to have for the uh, tourists that come and see the games is not finished. It's going to be finished four days before the games start. So that's going to kill Four that's, days? That's, oh, that's without... T- yeah, that's without any die. difficulties of them building it. We've that's all without... seen the Martian, okay? The fucking ship that they Everything sent up that they off. tried to send the food in. It failed. They ha- and here's the thing. Like, uh, so, like, uh, in Sochi, like, they were able... Like, they spent millions and millions of dollars to build a fucking road where, like... I remember, I think John Oliver or somebody said that for the same price, they could have coated the road in fucking caviar. Because Damn. it's incredibly crooked. It's these people are taking the money that's meant for other things. And it's going to be a lot worse in Brazil because they don't they didn't have a lot of money to begin with. And now, like, the government's fucking broke. So they don't have any money to fix the problems they fucking started. They don't have stadiums, number one. That's a big, important thing for a fucking... Especially the fucking Summer Olympics. You need all these stadiums. You need all these places to do these games. And they just don't have them. They started to build them. They built this one thing. It's not finished. They had to build a bike path to it. And that... Uh, two people already died from muggings no. because they tried to build this thing. It cost all this fucking money, and then immediately – it's so narrow and so shitty that muggers are just camping out, fucking people up. Like tour, And like they've – at 36 days out, they've only sold half the tickets for the Olympics and like 12% for the Panolympics afterwards. Uh, where the like the water games are taking place, like uh, the long-distance uh, swimming and like the sailing and stuff, like – they're doing it in this fucking bay. I can't remember the fuck. It sounds. It's what is it? It's a. Uh, it's like Guanahara Bay or yeah, something Bonahara. like that. Guanahara. Guanahara. No. Guanahara. Oh, Guanahara. It's with a G. Maybe Guanahara. No. Guanahara is somewhere different than my bad. Yeah, Guanahara is in totally different place. But it's, it's in Mexico. I think it's <laughs> Guanahara. It's um, but like they they like a few years ago they estimated that that bay is fifty percent sewage. Half of that water is completely contaminated. It's disgusting, and it's unhealthy to be anywhere near it. And they said, "Ah, oh, well, yeah, I'll totally fix it by the Olympics. We promise." And they have We promise. They haven't done shit. Well, the thing is, that money is gone. All it was this, spent on something else. I don't understand. Oh. Whoever picks the location for the Olympics is truly the one at fault here because. Rio de Janeiro was already in a bad place before they ever even got the bid. The reason why there's sewage in all of these fucking places is because you have all of these villages outside of Rio that don't have sewage. So what they do is they all shit essentially in like community pods and then somebody wheelbarrows it down to the fucking river. They dump it in the, the river the favelas. and then it winds up... The, the favelas, f- they're like the, it's like the biggest slum in the fucking world and... It's all just like held up by fucking sheet metal. Like that's what this made. And then also in India, right? There's like crazy ones like that in India too. Also, did a thing on it and just like. Also, within this uh, bay that they're doing all the sailing and everything is one of, if not the biggest oil rig that they have in Rio. And Rio is very, very heavily. Uh, industrialized with petroleum companies and one of the biggest ones don't have any sort of waste management cleanup and I just watched this video and this lady was um, interviewing a fisherman and the fisherman was telling 
telling us that this was all like this before. This isn't. This didn't happen because of the Olympics. The Olympics has made it worse because the money has been going to places where it shouldn't have been going. But it, this company has been here for 50 years, and they've been polluting this water for that long. And he was like, look it. And he drives by this fucking the, the place, and they're supposed to have these fences that are all along in the water, and they're like buoys that's supposed to like be a, a sort of containment and you can just see all along it there's sections missing and then the lady just looks down and she like gasps she's like oh and then she puts her hand in the water and she pull, pulls it up to the camera and you can see the oil coming off of her hands like the water's gone and you can see how her hands still all slimy and oily and you can see Dark the fucking lines God. in it from the sun and they're trying to hold the sailing in that same bay now it's not necessarily right by that uh, the oil yeah, refinery, yeah. but it is only it's like 500 yards or so down the way where the course is. I'm sure that oh, the water is going to spread out hands you know? down easily. And that's the what fish, the fishermen's the saying. Fish are like, mutated and they're contaminated and it's disgusting and it's incredibly sick. And there's like viruses. There's a special like a. That's the thing is they said the water is safe. Like even after they fucked off with all the money, they said, "Oh no, the water is safe because like uh, there's like the World Horse." Organization which takes sponsorship money from like oil companies and oh, shit like, like that. Oh, like um, Not USADA, I don't think. But, no, not uh, USADA. It's like uh, the World yes, Anti-Doping Agency. No, it's the World Health Organization. It's about like oh. not not about like you yeah, know. Why am I that. thinking doping? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's and they said like, oh, well, the water is fine because they're not actually checking for viruses. So they're just ignored the most dangerous thing in the water, and it's there, and it's getting people sick. Like, I guess uh, a team of sailors went down there with their own nets because they had to to try and practice, and they all got sick. Like, bad. No, on that same – when I was doing all my research and all that for this, the fishermen were saying, like, my brother died from drinking the fucking water. And then they were around this whole little village, and each person in this village had had someone that they lost – not yeah, to it's the gang violence. Too, by the way. Yeah, not to <laughs> gang violence, not to anything like that. Straight water. They don't even have the water. So why the fuck would an Olympic level athlete want to even risk it? Why Miss not just life. wait? For the what, if it's your, what if you're like one of the younger ones? Okay, I could see if you're like on your back nine and this might be your last Olympics and you're like, dude, and like this is your last time getting in or whatever. Maybe you've never been there before. A lot of people don't get one chance though because of their age range. That's true. Yeah, which is so that's true. But at the same time, in these type teenagers, in these type of situations, you don't think that like, what if like half the athletes bailed? Would they even be able to hold an Olympics? I think I think all I think most of them should bail and cancel these fucking. I know. I know. LeBron James, (laughs) Steph Curry. Yeah, he's not going. I know that. Both of them aren't going, and they were supposed to be on the Olympic teams. I, I, unfortunately, I don't follow most of the sports in the Olympics. I watch them. I do when I they're on. I watch them. I'm worried about it because, like, because I mostly you watch just, the I, boxing. Yeah, right? I, most, I just watch the Olympics for boxing because for um, fucking like almost a century, the Olympics have been a springboard for amateur stars to get national like attention right, from yeah, all around, and then actually international attention, yeah, but mostly the in their own yeah. country to be like. Oh, this is our national hero. Take all the attention, like, oh, this amateur could be a great professional. Then they can get a bunch of sponsorships. Sugar Ray Leonard, Sugar Ray, gold, right? yeah, Sugar Ray even... Leonard won a gold medal yeah, in the '76 yeah, Olympics, oh, wow. and then he got uh, businesses to donate ten thousand dollars to his beginning of his career. Like the Olympics are a huge springboard. Muhammad Ali won a gold medal. Joe Frazier won a gold medal. Floyd Pass won a gold medal. Damn. Uh, Floyd Mayweather went to the Olympics. Oscar De La Hoya went to the Olympics. Uh, Evander Holyfield. There's endless lists of good of fighters, great fighters great who fighters, went to the sorry, Olympics, great. and showed great promise and then they were able to springboard to a professional career so there are fighters who are going to be a lot of fighters are going to be they're trying to get their 
you know, Mark going and like two of the um, two really great prospects in the sport now who are undefeated, uh, Joseph Diaz and Errol Spence, both went to the Olympics and then they got huge contracts and now they're fucking excelling. Uh, last year we had the first time women's boxing was allowed in the Olympics and U.S. took home uh, two medals, uh, bronze in the lightweight division by Marlena Sparza and gold in the middleweight by uh, Clarissa Shields and they're both going back. Oh, shit. Which I think is a horrible idea. Like you need to both turn pro and just like, get the fuck off with the Olympics. <laughs> which we got to watch the Olympics here, which was pretty cool. I got to actually meet Marlena Sparza. She's incredibly nice, right. very very awesome person. But Adney um, would have had sex with all of them. Yeah, after she <laughs> threw him a left hook, he's like, "Teach me how to throw that left hook that you threw." Adney's gonna whoop their ass. Adney whooped their uh, ass. But, uh, but well, because like, she let him. Adney's gonna go <laughs> transgender. She's like, gonna change his dick <laughs> into a vagina. And then he's and gonna, gonna, gonna go to the Olympics. All the females <laughs> and catch Zika virus. Which is what all these athletes are gonna. That's the thing. These are they're really young. And like they're like, okay, we're only gonna get this a limited amount of time to go to the Olympics to make you know to get this glory. This is a very small window because every four years like like by the time the next Olympics we might not have another chance so a lot of athletes are like all right it's do or die they're not being told enough information about what's going on there including like i just mentioned the fucking zika virus which is basically spread from mosquitoes and like it's a, it causes a lot of like we don't know it's it's kind of rather new we don't know the long-term effects of people but we know it has incredibly bad birth effects mm-hmm. uh the brain in the womb start stops developing so like the skull basically just caves in this kind of like we don't like that's what we know so far about then like Damn, and this virus is very dude. prolific it goes through mosquitoes and it's fucking mosquitoes. oh yeah they, they were showing the mosquito picture every time they fucking bring up the Zika virus mm, yeah the and they, and like and like of course the uh, uh, World Health Organization is like oh it's not a problem man because like there's not a lot of mosquitoes right now because it's not mosquito season so we're totally <laughs> so you're golden bro dude, you're, we're good dude you're fine like get some yeah, insect right. oh, August isn't mosquito season. You only get one chance. No, actually, this is we're in mosquito season right now because, like, if if, if they said pond, they said in Brazil it's not bad oh, this yeah. time of year, which is okay. But wait, it happens in August though. That's a whole month away. Well, yeah, in the that? in the heat, it's like it's like swampland. It's almost like humidity, and that's what mosquitoes they need. Come around so they're, humidity. They're they need water. They're completely yeah. Full that's of shit. Rio de Janeiro. They're on the bay, and it's gonna be hot as tits. Dude, they're so full of shit. That's exactly the conditions that mosquitoes. <laughs> exactly. Make. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? So many, and like, they're gonna bring it the Zika virus back to the U.S. Like, that's what's gonna happen. And like, the Olympic Village has a lot of these young teenagers who are under a lot of pressure, and they're meeting all. They're in this crazy area, and they end up fucking each other a lot. Happened in Sochi. And that's how pink eye spreads. <laughs> but um, and so these people are gonna. That's how Korea spreads. People bro. are freaking ass, freaking ass in Sochi. So pink eye is spreading all across the there land, bro. <laughs> yeah, gotta man, eat that asshole though. Like, I ain't eating no ass. I'll get pink eye for asshole eating. I will. I agree, dude. I agree. I think personally, I think if every single one in the USA team just bailed on it, then everyone else would, and it would fucking be abolished, and then they would pick a new fucking place. But the problem with that is, Rio is still going to be left to shit. Oh, yeah. There is no so what good benefit is cut off the this. cancer, leave it there, and escape. Let Rio fuck itself. Yeah, cut the cancer off, dude. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're but honest, no, they you're, are totally No, fucked. like, like <laughs> Rio's fucked either way. Either way. If they do actually also, go through and up, do dude. it, then they're going to be known as the fucking uh, place that held the Olympics that fucked the Olympics. I want to I I bring this up. Is the World Cup did a lot of damage to Rio as well. Oh, yeah. The FIFA, right? Yeah, FIFA. The World Cup, when it was held, the last World Cup was held there. And I remember, like, um, I was working at a Mediterranean restaurant at the time, and my boss... 
absolutely fucking loved soccer. He played all the fucking time. He had friends that were professional. He loved soccer, and he was so excited about the World Cup. But we couldn't advertise anything about the World Cup. Even though we were here, you can't advertise about the World Cup because of the strict like copyright laws. So when like they they when they say, "Oh, we want the World Cup or the Olympics to happen here," it's going to it's going to inject so much money to your local economy. It's a lie. It injects economies and in, inject money into the sponsors of those games, whatever it is, especially like the World Cup. Like it's World Cup sponsors that made all the money and then ditched the fuck out. And it's the people who are running local shops who don't get to really advertise to do anything. And like if you try to advertise, they shut your shit down immediately. And the World Cup is also it brings all these people, it brings all this damage. Like it just it fucks up a lot of towns it goes to, especially a town like Rio, which is stricken with really bad poverty. They really don't bad even they, like I said, they don't have drinking the water. They don't have the venues or drinking water. This is gonna be a, <laughs> this is going to be a fucking disaster. Fight! Fight fucking talk! Fight fucking talk! Fight fucking talk! Fight! Fucking fight talk! Fucking fight talk! Fuck fight and talk! <laughs> fight talk! Great intro. Goddamn. <laughs> we want more! That's what all the Alkies are saying right now. We want more! <laughs> I like saying it more like I like every single time I say it you get I say more a little more yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> it's like you cannot understand this <laughs> Charles Xavier is a fucking heroin addict yeah. <laughs> so much fun to say it to we're like what the fuck did that guy say and it's a bummer I really only think you could get that reference if you've actually watched the new fucking well, well, and we've I've said it probably like the last three podcasts <laughs> so like each time it's gotten so, way like, listen like, up if you're listening for the first time we reward long-time listeners. <laughs> there are so many, like... There are so many Easter eggs, like, for, like, long-time listeners, dude. We pay shit off episodes down the road. Anyway. <laughs> King of the Chekhov's oh gun. Gosh. So, uh, let's start with this fight talk. What, what do you got, Chris? You seem pretty excited. Okay, so we got... UFC 200 coming up, baby. It is by far the best fight fucking car I have ever seen, but that's not just it. There's a fight card on Friday, and there's a fight card on Thursday. It's three fucking days so we're of non-stop MMA. By the time we get this, you'll, they'll, you'll be getting... No, by the time they get it, they're getting it on Tuesday, and the fight starts on Thursday. Yeah, oh, okay, perfect. Or so it's Monday. a week out of this. Yep, it's, it's so right get, after yeah. this is released. Sorry. It's the week that this is being released. Oh, perfect. Bam! That's perfect. why I made, That's why I said it was going to be yeah. so long, because I'm able to do... Would have wanted to do for a while now. So, this is easily, I don't want to say the best card, because the UFC 200 card, while it is amazing, anytime you have three belts on any card, it winds up being lackluster, because champions know how to fight, and champions don't go in there, and they don't brawl, in MMA at least. They don't, they usually don't overexert themselves, unless they have like a chump that they're going against. All these championship matches or try to be smarter, right? Or A versus A's. They like, look at the, all right, how am I going to last five fucking yeah, five? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. What, besides Mark Hunt and Brock Lesnar, but that's the part, <laughs> I don't want to, I'll get to that one later. It's, it's basically Mayweather. It's like, okay, how can I stay defensive and how can I hit percentage-wise and, like, spread this out? Mostly, I'm not how, can I, how can I win by the cards and yeah, not necessarily win, by, win by a knockout? Because why risk it when you have the belt? 
So I guess I mean, you're right I, about I think, that. I don't know if they're sitting right there thinking about, about points in the first couple rounds. No, I'm not saying. But yeah. they're they're not gonna overexert themselves. They're I'm not saying, gonna yeah. leave themselves open. Exactly. They're and, not fighting to fight each other. They're fighting. It's like, well, I'm protecting something. I mean, more people are willing to protect a belt than they are to protect fucking their own their own. Uh, What's it called? Like they don't want to loss and wins or what? I don't know what you guys. I just I, I wish I could bring up references. They're on record. I, I didn't. I didn't get to look up references where three belts have always been a bad thing. But the source that I did get it from is Ariel Hawani, somebody who is all about the sport and he's involved in it. And he brought me references. I just can't remember the exact mm-hmm. UFCs that it happened on, and it kind of caved in. But that's just the main card. I'm going to go, and I'm going to take it to Thursday. So on Thursday, July, so the 4th is Monday, the 7th. So on July 7th, but this is the problem. It's on UFC Fight Pass. So you guys aren't going to be able to fucking see it, which is a fucking shame. Because it's the 155 belt. They put a belt championship fight on just their premium internet service. (laughs) First of all, dick move, UFC. Dick fucking move. Why would you do this incredible weekend and then not let everybody see it? Because they're fucking money hungry fucking bitch. <laughs> and they but want people to pay for the internet service. They want right? them to pay it's for the It's only on HBO Go now. Exactly. Amazon's only like, on HBO Go. Not only are you going to pay for the pay-per-view, but you're going to pay for the UFC Fight Pass too. And it's not $10 a month. It's $10 a month, but the lowest one you can get is for six months. So you have to pay six months of $10 a month. Yeah, okay. So you, you pay $60 fucking bucks. Exactly. You can pay $30 you a month. You can't get one month. Yeah, it's like you can pay $30 a month or you pay $99 for a year. <laughs> And you're like, I kind of want to pay for a year, <laughs> right? Like, instead of paying twenty four bucks a month, for it will save me money because I'm trying, not I'm trying, I'm use trying that. to like, exactly. I'm like, trying to put it as a reference to where I understand. That makes sense. You know what I mean, you guys exactly. are boxing, fighting, UFC, and me with points. You so, make a point all day. Yeah, yeah. Bring up blowjobs. Anyways, going back to fucking fight talk. Thursday, <laughs> July seventh. That's the first fucking fight. Since nobody's gonna be able to fucking watch it because it's online, and unless you like have like. Some sort of like way to get it streaming, which is kind of hard, and you gotta like know the loopholes and whatnot. You're not gonna be able to see it, but the championship fight, once it is done, look it up online. It's gonna be uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, just put RDA versus Eddie Alvarez, and it's at 155. Actually, RDA was supposed to fight McGregor before Diaz was supposed to fight McGregor. Oh, but because RDA, that's the fight, he, got, he got hurt, right? RDA hurt this his like, foot. You got bruised, huh? You got yeah. bruised? Yeah. Your foot got a little bruised? <laughs> I can't do the fucking You can't do it at all? Come on. Accent. You guys are like the master of accents. You can't fucking no, bust no, a little McGregor. the masturbator of accents. I the am McGregor. Not. I never claimed to be the masturbator I never of accents. Did. I did. I claimed you as the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so that's the Friday. There are, bruised, so that's a Thursday. things... <laughs> So, but Friday, July 8th, Fox Sports 1. So, if you got cable, you probably have Fox Sports 1. These are going to be amazing fights. You got the main event is Joanna Jojevich. Jojevich. Joanna. It's like the hardest name to pronounce, so everyone just calls her JJ. She's the champ at Strawway in the women's. Is it Strawway or it might be Bantamweight? No, it's Bantamweight's 135. I can't remember exactly, but it's 115. I don't know. I follow her on Instagram. It's 115. (laughs) JJ's at 115. That's her weight. And she is fighting Claudia Gudea. Gudea? She's Brazilian. But Claudia is an all-around MMA fighter. And JJ comes from a Muay Thai background. So JJ wants to clinch. She wants to elbow. She wants to knee. But she also wants to box. And Claudia... Strawweight, yeah, Strawweight. Strawweight, yeah. So, and Claudia is going to be down to box, but Claudia is also a great wrestler, and she's great with BJJ. So, I think they did fight once before, and it was super close, but JJ did get the edge. But I think 
it's because Claudia decided to box with her. I don't think Claudia, I think it's Claudia is going to box with her this time. I think she will get her shots in. She'll counter her and whatnot. But what she did in the last one is she wanted to, she allowed JJ to get close to her. And when JJ's within that close range and that Muay Thai range, she's going to fuck you up unless you're a Muay Thai fighter. She was in Muay Thai for like, I want to say 10 or so years. She was the champ, all this stuff. That's where she came from. That's her fucking shit. And you don't want to do that with her in the fucking MMA ring. And that's kind of what Claudia was doing in that first fight. It's kind of why she lost. She got hit with a lot of big shots. But she also caught her a lot, and they were mostly standing up. So I think what she's going to do this time is she's going to take her to the ground. She's going to kind of try to grind her out a little bit. And then maybe pull the upset. I'm going to say I want to go with Claudia. But I don't think she's going to stick to the game plan. I think she's going to get I tagged think if a couple Claudia's times. Smart, what, she, what she should do is start with the boxing. Remind JJ, like, yeah, remember, we stood up last time. That's what's going to be this time as well. Make her have that false security for like a round and a half or so. And then make sure I'm in close. Like, work my way in. Make, and then take her down and try and make it a more of a And then she just needs to get game. on her fucking like, back. Like, use, use her boxing let. Use Jayana, JJ's like uh, knowledge that oh we've stood up last time to be like all right use that kind as of an opportunity yeah, to yeah. get to the like ground. I said give her a false sense. Yeah, give her a so false. You give her something. That like, she's like, you know, the she's thing expecting is expecting and then bam. But she everyone has a plan until they get hit. That's true. Oh, that's <laughs> true. You're always quoted that. Aren't that I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's the best quote there is to quote in fighting because yeah. it's has a completely plan. true. Who's I mean, first Mike Tyson. Luke Rockhold's the best example of that. That's the fucking truest thing anyone's ever said about fighting. That's so good, dude. When in they're all cocky. Your eyes are defense. That's another one that's really good. And then he got hit, and he was like, "Oh shit, what the fuck? I was not expecting to get hit." <laughs> and then he got fucking rushed. Since you can't calculate how hard somebody else is gonna hit you, you can't calculate. You can say, "Oh, they are a hard puncher," but you don't really know how their punch will affect you until then. And you might get dazed with one shot early on. And the next thing, you're disoriented and you're getting fucked up. Yeah. Panic sets in, adrenaline sets in, your game plan goes out the fucking window. So that's already, we got three fights on the fight card on Thursday. We got three fights on the card that are, like, really up there for Friday. That's on Fox Sports 1. Everybody should be able to tune into that one. And then you got the UFC 200 Saturday, July 9th. And it is a monster card. It, I mean... If it's not the best card, it's the second best card. It's between it and UFC 100. It's really fucking close. I would put the edge to UFC 200 because they also had these other two cards before the main card. So you're getting three days of fucking fights. So this is definitely going to be the best event ever and all that good stuff. The early prelims, there's only three fights and it's on that UFC fight pass that no one's going to watch. But the main event is Diego Sanchez versus Joe Lazone, Lazione, and that's going to be a fucking monster of a fight. Joe is a veteran, but he's still like not at the peak, but he doesn't have a lot of losses. He is great at the ground and Diego Sanchez is a brawler like he wants to come out and he wants to just fucking brawl 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 but Joe is game so he'll probably brawl with him so I see Joe getting knocked the fuck out I don't think it's gonna be going to three rounds or anything I think I think that one's gonna be a quick finish either with Joe getting a choke somehow or Diego Sanchez knocking him out but the prelims on Fox Sports 1 that everybody can tune into at fucking 8 p.m. Eastern time what do we got 5 p.m. Western time, and I'm gonna be which watching. Day, which day is this again? You said July. Saturday. 9th? It's on Saturday. Fuck! I wish I had the day off, dude. When do you get off? It's, I can't. I can. I might be able to request it, but I can't. No, I'm just oh, saying. I, when do you get off? 
The main event's at 7. Dude, I'm off at fucking like 10.30. 10.30, yeah, you'll probably miss yeah, it. That's a bummer. Right. I don't know, maybe, like I was saying, like, this... I might be able to get it off. Actually, you know what? I'm going to... It's July 9th? Yeah, it's it's the next Saturday. I might be able to get it off. I'm going to see if I can. Um, I, can, I know I can't get Night in the Country off, so I might try to get that off instead. So we actually have the former... One, yeah, the former um, bantamweight champion TJ Dillashaw going against this guy, uh, Asakuno, Asenkeo, Asenkuno. His last name's really hard. But anyways, uh, this guy was actually a really top prospect when he was first coming up, but he got an injury. And him and Dillashaw actually fought once before, and I think Dillashaw got him by like a little bit. Maybe Dillashaw lost. I can't remember exactly. But that's going to be a fucking epic fucking fight. But it's probably going to go to a decision because Dillashaw's super precise. He does have the power, but he usually doesn't doesn't finish but he does have the power and he is super super fucking fast so i mean we'll see what happens but what i want to get is really <laughs> seems, like, seems like he has like the speed and power to control a fight it, that's what he did yeah, he like kind of controls like a like, like a dominant cruise you don't see dominant cruise getting a lot of knockouts but you also don't see him ever fucking losing because he controls the fight he fucking hits and you, and you can, he's you, a fucking yeah. ghost that's the kind of power that makes his opponents think but twice, i wanted to actually they make say something about to, to relate to boxing is before that fight actually we have a, this guy named Sage Northcutt did you, did, have you heard about him so he's like this Barbie looking guy he's fucking gorgeous I'm not gonna lie Sage Northcutt I, okay and he's like 20 I already wanna have sex with him I don't know what he looks like he's, he's like chiseled from stone if you don't know who Sage Northcutt look him up right now it might not he's be for you but he's literally he's an Adonis like Andy said chiseled from stone and uh there's this whole little argument going around right now that he's being coddled by the USC. And so I kind of looked into it. And out of all of the people on this card, there is one person that doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Do you know who that one person is? The guy that's uh, Adonis? The guy that's facing Sage Northcutt. So I wanted to talk about so it because... he's facing a fucking nothing? He's facing a nothing, so it's like they're building oh, up Sage yeah, North. Oh, this, okay, dude, okay. this dude is a Ken doll. He's yeah, he's a fucking Ken doll, dude. dude That's exactly out. what he is. It's crazy. I mean, I'm, gets, sure, I'm sure he has a hog. He gets tested. I already had sex with that guy. Gets, I know he is. He's, <laughs> he's very gentle. He was a bottom, though. He let me be a top because I'm small. He's, he's been in he's that martial arts since he was like seven guy. years old or something like that. So he's supposed to be a prodigy. His dad is in his corner, and Dana coddles him with every fight, dude. And he just hasn't had a real fight. But the last fight he had, he fucking lost because he went in there thinking that this was going to be a nobody, all that stuff, and he got fucking choked the fuck out. And then he was like, oh, I had a sinus infection and I was oh on my antibiotics. Exactly like a baby back bitch. And, and, like, <laughs> that wasn't my true form and that's not who I am. So honestly, I hope Sage Northcutt loses because A, he looks like fucking Barbie. So if he does wind up not Ken, being... Ken, like Ken. Oh, sorry. Ken, whatever. Still Barbie. If he doesn't wind up being like a great MMA fighter, that dude can be a fucking model or a fucking actor. Like, look at him. He's fucking... Like, it's a Ken doll in real fucking yeah, yeah, life. Yeah. You could just go pose for Barbie for well, it is Barbie. Yeah, it's so Barbie. Barbie yeah. Cabrera. He it's looks Barbie. like the comic book version of Aquaman. <laughs> By the way, wait, do you know that there's real life Barbies and Kendalls? Yeah, that's one of them. Wait, Joe what do you Rogan mean? was Joe Rogan. I think talked about it, maybe something. Like they walk around as Barbie. No, they, they and like got plastic surgery to make themselves look exactly like yeah, a Kendall and Barbie. It's fucking but what were you, the weirdest thing. So continue. Sorry, but I was just saying it makes a lot of sense because boxing does the same thing with amateur oh. fighters or even when they even they get do it with like okay, if someone's they in, do that what? if someone's a standout amateur 
transfer over. If someone's a really standout amateur, then uh, like they'll get like a really good contract, and then they'll be cuddled. Uh, my favorite example actually is I talked about him uh, last fight talk. Gary Russell Jr., who I said like the fastest hands in the game, and he had like the most powerful behind the. Uh, the curtains guy, Al Heyman, he's like the most powerful influence in boxing, yet he's never seen in public. It's really creepy and That's crazy. That's G. Yeah, dude. And like, and he has so much. He can like his fighters get all the best. He managed or, or uh, advised Floyd Mayweather, oh, wow. and like his power just extends like crazy. And he had this kid, Gary Russell Jr., who undefeated, and he was on HBO fighting eight round fights. Like HBO, like even if they do like boxing after dark. Or like the non-championship fights, they still do ten round fights. He, they, especially just for him, wow. they did eight round fights, and they were giving him no, they were giving him tomato cans to fight, dude. They tomato cans. He was fighting Tijuana <laughs> taxi drivers. Cans. He was not. <laughs> Where are you getting this from, dude? <laughs> These are all old. They were fighting Godzilla man, like the guy that you know. They were fucking fucking hoof loofers and shit. And fucking shoe shiners, bro. That needs to be a thing. That needs to be a thing. Hoof loofers. No, dude, that is a hoof loofer. I made that up. He's a He's a nobody. He's a nothing. He doesn't exist. He's a hoof loofer. I just made that up. Hoof loofers. Hoof loofers. <laughs> what it is? It's, it's like That's these a are thing. That's those a are, thing. Those are, job. <laughs> those are both old boxing adages of like fighting nobodies. You call them a tomato can or a tomato oh, okay. can, can. or hoop louvers. <laughs> <laughs> like what's like like Greg Haugen, who was a, a lightweight champion, said Julio Cesar Chavez has fought nobody. He's fought Tijuana taxi drivers his whole career. He's never fought anyone like me. And Chavez just fucking punked him so bad. Dropped him really early on in the first round, and then took his foot off the gas and played with him and toyed with him and embarrassed him and punished him for five rounds before well, Chavez it was one too the, much. One of the Damn. best, right? Obviously. Yeah. With 88 he was, wins, 88 he, wins before his first loss. Yeah, he was, like, he, was, yeah, was a beast. he was he was pretty pissed about the fight. But this is a different kind of story. Gary Russell Jr. was fighting not he was like they weren't stepping up his everyone's like step you up your did fucking talk about this. Step up your competition. Yeah. And he finally stepped up and you know what it was against? I see Lomachenko, and Lomachenko oh. is the one hit him in the nuts, him. right? Hit him in the nuts, like you no, think this is the real game? No, oh, that's no. a different guy. That was that was uh, Orlando Salido did that to Lomachenko. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. And like right after that fight, right after getting his dick punched in a lot, he ended up fighting uh, Gary Russell Jr. and just dominated from pillar to post and made him look like it's like yeah, this is what happens when you don't fight anybody. When you don't step your game, you, you get tomato this cans. Is what, this is what happens. You get used to fighting tomato cans. You're not used to my level. <laughs> I love so that. suck it. <laughs> So I think that's what happened that's to him. He's, he got so used to the like fights a fucking being easy. Italian exactly, racist yeah. slur. Like that's a racist Italian slur. Yeah. He's a tomato can. The dude's, tomato can. The dude's twenty, <laughs> man. He's twenty. So he's got plenty of time to learn and grow. Yeah, and be I'm gonna better. see him a lot. He's probably future champion. He really is, man. Like you're twenty. You got a lot of the. You got a lot. And of he's in the world. UFC. Like that's what I love about like everything. Like most fighters who are outside of this country. Like you got a lot of Mexican fighters, Hispanic fighters who are super young, and you're like, what the fuck? This kid is. They were badasses in their country at a young age, and they come over here. Well, look at Tyson. Tyson was like one of the youngest heavyweights of all time, right? 18, he was yep. a fucking professional fucking heavyweight fighter. So Got one of the Tyson quickest was. knockouts in heavyweight he history. Is. You get these people that are like, man, you do not expect. 18, I think about 18-year-olds now. I'm like, I can't, I can't even have sex with you. You're too young. You know, I can't <laughs> fuck Mike Tyson then because he's too young, then, you know what I mean? What was funny is when he was I'll 17, he looked now, like he did in his prime, basically. Like, he was that huge at 17. I know, it's fucking it's so good. That's how Lesnar looked. So Lesnar didn't look as big as he looks, but when you go back and you look at Lesnar and fucking, like, when he's 18, 19, the dude's fucking look humongous. Look at the mountains. The mountains, huge. the mountains as young as us. Like, he's, what? He's, no, he's, old, he's old. He's 27. 
Or that's me. I'm 26. So yeah. Like 28. <laughs> no, he's younger than that. I think he's like 24. You look him up. What? 24? No, no way. way. No oh, yeah, way. Maybe maybe he's 27. But still, he does 27, look 37. To be 27 to be that big, that's fucking crazy. Dude. What's funny is he's younger than the actress who played the waif. Seriously? Oh, really? Well, she does look old as fuck for a young girl. Hey, in real life, she looks pretty good. She's not that bad looking. Yeah. I look really? Good. I didn't look at her in real life. I still rather fuck later. Macy Williams, even though Macy Williams is not the best Maisie, looking. Macy, but whatever. Macy, Macy, Adney, fuck you, bruh. <laughs> you and your stupid names. <laughs> 26. He's 26? The Mountain? Fuck you, Adney. 26. My age. Holy shit, dude. There's his When's picture. his birthday? If he's younger than me, I didn't go fucking... Adney's 26. Adney just turned 20. Hey, I'm, tra- birthday? Hey, man, I'm training. Guy's birthday is June 20th. Guarantee it. Look it up. I'm training you to gotta the You got to see this picture of the Mountain when he was 20 compared to the Mountain when he's 26, dude. Look at that. Dude, you got to see it, too. That's ridiculous. Look oh, at it. He's oh, like a basketball player or whatever. Wow. I've seen it. I've seen that. Well, that you're, this is God Talk. When's his birthday? You're doing you're right. God this Talk right God now. Talk. When's okay. his birthday? I just want to know when his birthday is. I'll edit this out. No I just knows. want to know when his no birthday is. I don't know. I Nobody knows. Not even Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> he's born of a. He's born of the fire. He's the not fire. really 28. He's a lot older. He's a Highlander. He's <laughs> 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 making fake, fake he's, identities. He's 2,800. He's born of his smoking stone. I was about to say, he's born of smoking stone. and fucking Salt and smoke. Whatever. Things. Yeah. Well, if you don't know what he's going to say, then you can say he's going to say it. In real life, he is Thor, and he's not clever making up names. He's all half Thor? That's my name, half, <laughs> half Thor. Half Yeah, I'm a total regular guy. <laughs> all right, back to fight talk. So you got Cain Velasquez, former heavyweight champion, versus Travis Brown, someone who ha- hasn't quite gotten there yet, and he always is like right on the cusp of getting that title shot, and yeah. then he'll lose. And then he'll, he'll like grind his way back up. Ever, uh, and then he'll he, lose. This is the same. This guy was dating like this fitness model named uh, uh, Jenna Renee, and like the, like they broke up. And she said that he would beat her. Dude, Ronda Rousey. And was then he started dating too. Ronda Rousey. Yeah. It's like, All right, we'll try it with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. Yeah, I've heard nothing. War Machine to beat Christy Mack and shit. Oh, dude, that was crazy. That was fucked up. But but wait, so wait, this guy started dating Ronda Rousey, and she's like, "Go, good luck, bro." And no, it was a joke. Yeah, he's dating Ronda Rousey, and there's like there has to be. Apparently, they're dating Ronda Rousey, but he just he said he's dating Ronda Rousey. He's saying good luck, bro. Like that's like that's crazy. He would take it, but yeah, he is dating Ronda Rousey. Uh, Depends. If he hit her, he probably would fuck her up. Two hundred fucking pounds. Right, but if she got on his back, dude, she would probably strangle that motherfucker or or put him in an arm bar or something. Oh, as soon as she got her hooks in, like if she she could get on him, like she. I mean, maybe not though. Like he is fucking like seventy fucking. Like I don't know, maybe not. I don't know. When you know how to fight, every pound is a weapon. Yeah, that's true. Maybe she. uh, You're probably right. Although she is more of a skilled pound for pound, she's a more skilled fighter. But she weighs one forty five. Thirty. One thirty-five, and the dude's like two twenty. He's got hundred. Okay, honestly, Rowdy's not doing shit to that. Their skill, <laughs> their skill is close enough. Like it's, it's like their skill level would have to be so astronomically like separated that in order for her to overcome the size disadvantage. Or she would just a have... normal guy that was that size, she'll take him. But a guy who's a professional fucking fighter, it's different. But yeah. see, Ronda's crazy, and she would like take a. Take one or two, and then she'll just stab that dude in the back of the head. So I doubt he's done shit. Cooking dinner. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'll just. Uh, I really, this fight's meh for me because I feel that the heavyweight division is just in such complete turmoil and, and just like, it, the heavyweight division doesn't do it for me. They're all older. So it's like the guy who's ranked 10 could honestly, could honestly might be able to beat up the guy who's number one just because 
all their chins are soft. Bro. It's the same thing. All their chins it's like are a pretty. It's a shallow division. It's super shallow. So this fight does nothing for me. I think Kane takes it. I want Kane to take it because I want Kane to like have this resurgence. I, I want him to come back. He was a great champion. He held the belt for about a year and a half, two years. He was he was the champ for a while. Damn, nice. He took. He took Brock Lesnar's belt. He's the one that beat Brock Lesnar in the know? first place. So this yeah. is a rematch. Uh, no, he's, not he's fighting, fighting Travis Lesnar. Brown. Oh, I thought. Oh, he might no. be. My it's, it's no biggie. Uh, the next fight's uh, Jose Aldo versus Frankie Edgar. I can blow through this one. Jose Aldo is coming off that crazy fucking loss from Conor McGregor. That seven-second fucking fight. He got clipped with That's one crazy. fucking. Left. Imagine paying for that. Besides the undercard. Besides, like watching. Imagine if you didn't watch the undercard. Are you kidding? I would have still been. I just got to watch one of the best champions in the UFC. Jose Aldo held the belt for nine years. Okay, let's not fucking misconstrue this. This dude was bad. No, but I'm I'm, I'm saying is, imagine if you paid as a normal fit. You're not like you're not like a big fan like you. It would suck for a casual fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You don't understand. You don't understand. Who only watched the main event? They didn't watch the undercard. You're right. You don't understand. I wanted to see a crazy bro. (laughs) I'm not gonna appreciate the history that was made. Yeah, you don't understand that it's never. Of someone holding the belt for that long and then someone knocking him out that quick, you're gonna have a, as a, a true fan, you're gonna have a respect yeah, for like, McGregor. Fuck casual fans. But yeah, no, casual no, fans, you're like, what the fuck? I want to see Frankie versus Connor. I want to see it so fucking bad because I think Frankie beats Connor and I think it's gonna be a grueling match. I think it'll go probably five fucking rounds. Unless Connor catches him, it might happen. I have not seen Frankie get caught a lot. He's one of the most durable fighters within the UFC. He used to fight at 155. He dropped down to 145, and he's been doing great ever since. He was actually in line for the title shot, but Connor's doing all this fucking wishy-washy bullshit. Oh, I'm going to go fucking fight Nate at 170, and he thought he was going to mop up Nate. And then I'm going to fight plan- Mayweather in boxing. Like, like, the, the plan fuck? was for him That's to come nuts. back and then fight at 145 and fight Frankie, but he lost, and then he fucking went crazy. And so there's been this fucking, like, it kind of makes the whole 145 division, like, well, what's the fucking point in fighting if our champ can just go do whatever the fuck he wants? You're not actually making him defend his fucking belt. You're going to keep having all these number one contender fights and never actually allow us to fight for the fucking belt, you know? It's fucking garbage, I must admit. And I'm a Conor fan, but that's fucking bullshit. I understood that one fight, moving up to 170, getting that fight, and if you win, okay, then shit's going on from there. But you lost. I think he immediately should have to come back to 145 and fight, but that's not happening. Because he lost the belt? To, was, no, his Mc, belt wasn't no. at stake. Because no, because he was a different oh, yeah, that's weight what I was class. Gonna say. That's yeah. what I was going to say. He fought at 170. Because that would be fucked up if you're allowed to move up weight classes for your belt. And it's like, well, well you're taking the belt out of our range, <laughs> and now 170 holds this belt. And then the 170 guy's like, good luck. Because <laughs> it's like, now i got to fucking fight someone who's one. So I hope that Frankie wins. But Jose is a bad man. But I haven't seen him in a really good fight in about two years. So, like, because, uh, I mean, the, the, the fight with Connor wasn't really a yeah. fight, you know? So, And then you got the next fight. I, I'm, I want Edgar to win. And I think Edgar's, Edgar's going to win that fight. The next fight we got is Misha Tate versus Amanda Nunes. This is going to be... One hell of a fucking fight. Amanda's gonna come out striking. She's gonna come out trying to fucking beat up Tate, and Tate is gonna sit there and let her waste her energy. I want it's Misha gonna be, to win so you get a rematch with Holly. It's gonna be the. I, I feel that it's yeah, gonna Misha be. Misha fucked up Holly, right? She uh, no, not at all. Not she was at all. getting fun. She was losing, and but behind she's... on points, got that choke in, and yeah. like Holly passed out swinging. <laughs> I'm predicting Tate round three. Ground and pound. Next fight we got Brock Lesnar and Mark Motherfucking Hunt. Mark Hunt is the king 
of one punch knockouts. And not just one punch and then they go on him and they ground and pound. He just one punches him and he walks back to his corner every single time he wins. Almost every single fucking time this Hawaiian has fucking won. He drops him with one right hand. It's usually a right hand, sometimes a left. Always hooks. Always hooks. And they fucking fall and they go, what are these? That kind of reminds me of David Tua. They do one of the like where you, you think you can get up. And then your body's like, nope, you're not getting up. And then you wind up going back to the ground. And the ref usually calls it right there. He's the king of that. But Brock Lesnar is not of this world. It doesn't make sense. He's the mountain. He's just so fucking huge. And his presence is so fucking big. If Brock takes Mark down, we're in fucking trouble. Because Brock is such a big presence. Just almost, lay on top of him. Almost kind of every single person, almost every single person that he's fought, that he has been able to get on the ground and get on top of them, it has been a win, ground and pound. Except for Kane, because Kane was an NCAA just like Brock wrestler, but Kane also knew Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and he also knew so how he to has box. A leg above, he has a leg up on he, him. He just, he, yeah. Kane is and too well rounded of a fighter. worldly stamina. Yeah, Kane, yeah. Like his stamina is out of, it's the best for a heavyweight in MMA ever. Ever. But, uh, I think this is going to be an exciting fight because I don't know what's going to happen, but it ain't going to be a long fight. It is not going to be <laughs> a long fight. Um, someone's either going in the first or second. And I'm predicting Lesnar gets knocked the fuck out. I think he's going to go in there thinking he's the shit. He's going to shoot for a couple takedowns. And Mark Hunt's going to say, nope, nope. And he's going to catch him with a fucking uppercut. And he's going to do one of those, like, where you're going to spear someone. You get caught and then you just fall straight on the fucking mat. Brr! And then Mark Hunt's not even going to hit him again. And then I bet you Lesnar curls up and the ref's going to look at it. Was that the Ollie, the fuck, Ollie Spinks? Or who was that? The Ollie? Ollie Liston. Ollie Liston. I bet you hit him. He's knocked out, and Ollie's like, I ain't hitting you again. I'm predicting Hunt either via uppercut or right hook, first or second round. I do not see Lesnar winning this fight. But there's always that possibility, just like with Amanda Nunes. You never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always the Holmes, a possibility. The Holmes I fight, too. Lose. Terminator looking motherfucker. Wrong, I fucking hate Brock You get the wrong I want the guy who looks like he eats a lot of pizza to win this fight. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what Marco looks like. It's all about the dad bod. Dad bod, hard dude, body karate. It's all about that DB. Dude, he's got dad bod, like, so hard. And then the last fight, of course, you got Daniel Cormier versus John motherfucking Jones. John Jones has been without his belt. For the past year, because he likes cocaine. He lost it to cocaine. He likes cocaine? He likes cocaine. He lost a technical knockout to cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine. Foreshadowing the end of the podcast. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious, because it's true. And then he actually got into a hit and run, and I guess the person that he hit now, it was a hit with a car, like two cars hit, and then he ran, and it was at like 20 miles an hour, so nothing happened to her, nothing happened to him, but she was pregnant, and then the, all this other shit, and then he just left, right? But then he came back to the scene of the crime, for some reason, cocaine. To, to get something out of the car, because he just like ran off, he came back to get something, and then they fucking caught him, or whatever, or they didn't even catch him, and then he ran, ran off again, turned himself in the next day. And then all this stuff happened. He had to do probation. He was only in jail for like 24 hours, if that, maybe. And so a lot of people don't like John Jones. And I can see why. Because he's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, he kind of just fucked up like this. Not, he kind of fucked up like the sportsmanship or just like... Uh, most fighters have a respect for themselves. That's kind of like why they take them out of like these, well, the thing. It's like these rural areas, these you're harsh fucking, areas. You're putting your you high have... more important than your fucking than the sport. Exactly. And that's disrespectful to the fans. 
Pernell Whitaker had the same fucking and problem. And it's and the problem is is he's being considered <laughs> the goat. Like the greatest just say of all the, time. Just say the thing. <laughs> the greatest, greatest of all, of all time. time. He's considered the Michael Jordan of the sport right now because MMA is still super young. It's not like boxing. We don't have no, these legends yet, yeah, yeah. you know? So we don't have this fucking shit. We have a 18, couple. Late 1800s is boxing. We have a couple, but in the beginning stages of MMA, they didn't know about the clinches or they didn't know about this Brazilian jiu-jitsu that we're getting now or the 10th planet jiu-jitsu or this like uh, Chinese jiu-jitsu or the Sambo yeah, like that we like now. just like, recently got through the transition period. People are figuring out exactly what the sport is. All these martial yeah, arts are watching the like greatest you get these guys that are in like boxing rings, the four fucking corners, that was pride and they're beating well pride fighting. You get these like, oh, the yeah, shit out of pride, each other, pride's crazy. but they don't understand like like the cage you can use to your advantage. Everything like that, the octagon. So you get these like what's his name who like ran up the side of the fucking cage? Anthony Pettis. <laughs> that shit was bad. That's called the Showtime kick. Look yeah. it up. Anthony Pettis Showtime kick. But then you go, there you go. You get these you get these fighters who it, it's a progression thing. It's it's an evolution. The evolution of fucking mixed martial arts. Well, the evolution of fucking almost like bare knuckle. That's like kind of what exactly. it is. That's so you get it from started. like a, exactly. it, it is super young. UFC is super young, and it's and you got to kind of give it this for being super young. It has gotten very fucking popular, and it's gotten very far, and it's done a lot of things right. Of course, in it such has, a short amount of time, it does yeah, have its, pro- it does have its problems that we bitch about the Reebok deal for one. Which that's but why Dana White should listen to us. But yeah. they've done some amazing, they've done some incredibly smart things. They learn from boxing mistakes in so many areas. They have, and yeah. I really wish that boxing would, you know, stop shooting itself in the fucking foot all the time. All right, so to wrap up the MMA fight talk real fast, uh, I think, I think Jones is gonna win, honestly. Probably by a decision, but I want with my whole entire fucking heart for Daniel Cromier to win. Do you want him to win for the same reason we want fucking Mark Hunt to win? The dad bod? <laughs> dad bod is a great thing, but DC is just a genuine guy. Like, he, he's, he's, he's like... He's real, I feel like. And you don't get the He's, real John hey, Jones. Chris, you get Chris, this fake hey, person of who John Chris, Jones is. Is he Jennifer Lawrence real? <laughs> <laughs> Chris just headbutted the box. Uh, oh, man. Um, but, yeah, you don't... John Jones is, like, this fake guy, and you never know who he is. He's two fucking people all the fucking time. On interviews, he's like, oh, like, oh I'm professional, I'm professional. And then, boom, there's a Paris Hilton or TMZ or some stupid, like, celebrity shock site or whatever that comes out, and he's fucking doing cocaine and fucking running into fucking bitches, you know? And he's a piece of shit, he is, but he grew up with... Like, three older brothers, and one of them's Chandler Jones. He plays for the New England Patriots. He's one of the best fucking players in the NFL. One of them's a boxer, I think. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But they've all done all these action sports, so he's grown up in this family, and they've probably just beat his ass his entire life. He's the youngest one. So he can't get beat up. And the problem was is he wasn't good at sports because his brother was really good at football. His other brother was really good at basketball, and his other brother might have been a fighter or something. Actually, I I think it was another sport that he couldn't do, and that's why he went to fighting because he was like, well... I, I always fucking fail at that, and I always well, fail I always at that. Well, I always looked up to these people in front of me, but I can't. So I'm gonna really, try this. No, because when people, so I can admire that. Like the family like, thing, I it's can like, admire that. It's like, oh, you're just following in your brother's footsteps, but it's like, no, I kind of want to be original. I kind of want to do something that's gonna make me stand out. 
Like, I want to do something that's going to make me stand out above all because I'm the youngest. It's a pressure thing with the youngest. It's like you're always getting picked on. You're, you want to you want to stand out. You want to be important to even your brothers, yeah. even your parents. So it's like, well, your brother's an NF, you know, playing for the NFL. He makes us millions, so you can fuck mm-hmm. off, young <laughs> And a, a lot of fighters aren't good at other things, so they go to fighting because it's, oh, yeah, I'm kind of good at this. Because they fight, <laughs> man. Because people are telling them. There's a lot of good football players that are really good at fighting. They, they oh, f- no, they've tried, and they've failed. <laughs> they shoot themselves they, in the leg. They fight because people tell them, you're not good at this, and it's like, I'll fight you right now. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, you're good at fighting because hey, you're well, not good at other things. I heard that guy pretty bad. <laughs> People pick on you because you're not good at anything. So I want DC to win, but the problem is there's a 12 inch, no, 14, 14 inch reach, reach advantage. Oh damn, that's fucked up, dude. 14 inches, that's, and when dude, DC, that's fucking crazy, he prides himself on his boxing. Yet his best skill is his wrestling. The last fight that they had, he wanted to box him. It's like, why are you boxing a guy that's got that much reach on you when you know? That you're better on the ground than him. Yeah, and he's like, I just wanted to prove it to myself. So if DC proving yourself, that's a foot and that's a foot and two inch fucking difference. Well, it's stupid because he went and he fought Exeller Gustafson, and Gustafson had like I think it was like a twelve to a ten inch reach, and he won somehow. Like so now I think. Well, Alexander Gustafson isn't John Jones. I know, so I think he, I think he built confidence from that, so he's gonna go and do the same thing. I've done ten inches. I can do fourteen inches, bro. I really hope that he doesn't do. That dude, I really think because of his quality as a fighter that he's going to learn. He's like, all right, I tried to prove it, didn't really work out. So this time I'm going to be smarter because what's important is the win, not just my pride. Is the fucking win because I don't like win. this guy. Dude, did, like this would this will catapult DC like in the record books if he can do it. It really fucking will. It'll it'll get rid of that. Exactly, it'll get rid of that claim, you know? Like it's 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 it'd be really exciting if DC won. But I think if if you were a betting man, you put your money on John Jones. Yeah. I don't uh there's not a great boxing match coming up. I just wanted to uh touch on a couple of fights that happened uh this past weekend that I thought you should pay attention to. For the first time in I don't know how long we're getting uh like we started putting uh boxing back on uh like public like a a free you know cable or whatever so it's on like these really easy channels to watch that so anyone can see it now it's like public access kind of shit and uh, on CBS pr- uh, yeah, prime on CBS. time yeah. we got fucking missed it too we got not, I didn't know we you got didn't even a let me know title like well, well you got to let me know okay wait hold on hold on Will will you let me know now? Because yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. I well, didn't don't know. worry. Because we're going to the fight of the fights of the fight fight. <laughs> uh, yeah, together like as a fucking podcast. I'm down. Because I'm hooking this, that shit up. I'm never hooking hooking your Colorado. Because we going every year. I'm and hooking that, up as a fight. I can't wait. Can to, you do UFC events? Too? I can. Yeah, I, I can. can't wait to preview that fight. Any That's fucking be a long thing in MGM Grand. But I can do. Oh, what man. we got on CBS Prime? Sorry, 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 guys. Yeah, because no. we worked there, <laughs> and he knows the guy I get the tickets from too. Because he already said, "Met at." He's like, "Oh, this is your cousin. This guy you got the tickets for." Yeah, <laughs> like so. That's the coolest part. Chase, we both know him, so it makes it easier now. I apologize, Andy. Go ahead. So, like for the first time in a long time, we've had so we have on CBS Prime Time, we have a title fight. That's not just. It is just a belt. It's not for the welterweight championship, but it's a very significant fight. But it's a because we have two of the top five welterweights in the world who fought on Saturday night. One loss between them. 
These guys are really top up-and-coming contenders who are seen as they possibly being future stars, and they're fighting on free fucking TV. It's a it was a huge deal, and we've had a few fights on like uh, that on that channel, and sometimes they just. Like, did the ratings do well? Did you do you know? Did you... Uh, it was a few. I think I want to say like four million fucking views or something. Oh, like dude, that. that's really good. It was like an insane amount of insane amount, like so good. And part of that is the fact that who these guys they're not throwing a journeyman or these just no ones onto the show like boxing for the sake of boxing. It was no, this is a great fight because you have Keith, one time Thurman, who, as his name would suggest, is a huge power puncher. Uh, like throughout most the vast majority of his career, all it took was one time. It took you one hit from either hand, and you were going to sleep. And he got comfortable with that power. But in like recent years, he developed more boxing ability. Started using his legs more, dancing more, moving more. Not so much dancing, but moving, <laughs> and trying to be more of a boxer puncher. And, and it's it, worked. And the power's still there, right? Power's supposed to be the last thing that goes. Yeah. Well, okay. like, well, like, so he still got the well, power. When you move some, like, when you that's the thing is when you move up in uh, class of opponent. Oh, he moved up. Not they're not just more skilled; they're also a lot tougher. So he wasn't like one punch knocking guys out. He has gone the twelve round distance, but he still has enough power, even when he's moving around, to make the guy think twice. And uh, his record going to Saturday night was twenty six and zero, twenty two knockouts, Damn. and he held the belt, the little strap. And he was fighting Sean Porter, who I really, really like because he's not a very polished fighter. You know, there's nothing too fancy about him, but he's outrageously aggressive. He only had one loss, and it was to Kel Brook, who's the number one fighter in the division. Oh, yeah. It was a points loss. He was Kel just – Kel Brook is that really classic boxer. that he, he moves around beautifully. He has a very, very good jab, and he was able to keep Porter at bay because what Porter does great – is that he smothers you. He doesn't just put pressure. He basically runs at you, sometimes even trips over himself because he's so busy trying to just grab, get on you and just maul you. And he has a lot of power. It's crushing where you out power. So, like, the basic setup is we got a very aggressive guy who's going to try and wear you down for the long run and beat you up. And then we have a guy who's a pure puncher who, let's see, like, that's a great fucking matchup for excitement. And what we got was arguably fight of the year. <laughs> it was absolutely fucking fantastic. Uh, of course, uh, Thurman came out trying to box, and I actually, uh, I, th- I thought Porter did a brilliant job. He jumped on Thurman right away. He's like, you're used to guys feeling your power and backing off. I'm not going to back off. This is not the same animal you faced before. I'm going to smother you. I'm going to make this fight in a phone booth, and I'm not going to let you breathe. Did he, he feel the power? Uh, he got. I guess what's funny is Sean Porter got rocked like two or three times really? in the fight. Like, like two times really noticeably. The third time was kind of like, eh, I don't know if that was. A, but I actually was scoring a, even like a lot of these early rounds and late. I scored for Porter because he'd be coming at Thurman. Thurman would be trying to like backpedal and move out of the way, but he doesn't have the kind of movement of a Kell Brook, and he does not have the jab of a Kell Brook. So it's a lot harder for him to keep Porter away, who's basically like moving, moving, and then he would stop and load up on one shot to try and catch Porter coming in to try and drop him or hurt him. And it, he hit him a couple of times, but after a while, Porter seemed like he was like, I'm getting through this, I'm getting through this. And like it was more, less and less frequent that Thurman was actually hurting him. And he was able to grab Thurman, He's really good at keeping you on the ropes, Porter is. And he kept Thurman on the ropes, pounded the body over and over again, uppercut through the guard. And a lot of the time I felt like Thurman was just sitting there trying to weather the storm and then one shot at a time. And I, The broadcast, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, but I thought the broadcast gave Thurman too much credit for what he was bias. doing. Yeah, he, they, they actually had uh, – the broadcast team had Thurman winning 
uh, seven rounds to five, and I had it the other way around. But pretty much everyone's all, yeah, but it could have gone either way. It was a really close fight, but I thought it still should have gone to Porter because I felt like he did more. It's like he did and, more damage. Yeah, and over the long run, like, yeah, he got stunned a couple of times. Wait, not only did he did more damage, but he probably landed a lot more. Or did he not? I think, I, I can't remember the numbers, but Thurman landed, like, the really eye-catching wobble shots. Like, that caught everyone's attention. But Porter was a lot more consistent with the punishment he was dealing out and was wearing Thurman down a lot, and he was doing consistent damage. And I thought he should have got more credit for that. He hurt Thurman to the body really bad. And he put And, like, what he was really, what I was really, uh, I really liked was that every time Thurman would swing, like, just go for the fences and try and back Porter up, as soon as Porter had his back near the ropes, he, he like, slipped, spun Thurman around, and now Thurman's back is on the ropes. Oh. Consistently throughout the night, he was really good at spinning. It was like it was like he was watching a video of Roberto Duran for the past five years. So was he, he on the ropes most of the time? Like was Thurman, uh, Thurman, Porter um, controlling the ring? He did a pretty good. Like there was like it was the the ring generalship between the two was a lot of back and forth. Like oh. everything about the fight was back and forth. But I feel like still Thurman spent way too much time with his back on the ropes, trying to weather the storm, but Getting just up. taking punishment. Uh, there was no knockdowns, although there was a point where Porter was chasing after Thurman and tripped over himself and fell because he was just trying to run at him as hard as he could. So even though Thurman got big shots on Porter, he never actually, like, fell down? No. Porter is a hell of a tough fighter, um, and uh, I think, like, he his three biggest fights are against, uh, like, um, Pauli Malignaggi, who he knocked out. Like, no one's ever dealt with Pauli Malignaggi like that. He beat the hell out of Adrian Broner, although Broner knocked him down one time. But it was like whatever. He was fooling. <laughs> he, he, get, he caught Porter fooling around and not paying attention, just being. Nah, bro. I was like walking around. And he had his like, knock me out. Yeah, out. sure. You knocked me down, but trust me, bro. You ain't it gonna totally do it again. was because like it was the twelfth round. Porter was way ahead on points, beating uh, Broner up, and he decided to get out of it because usually he leans really far forward when he fights, and he was like standing straight up. He had his hands kind of out and his chin up in the air. And Broner just caught him with a left hook and dropped him. And he got right away, and he was, like, embarrassed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then continued to beat Adrian up. And then, of course, that fight with Kale Brook. But, um, so Thurman won this fight, but it could have gone either way. And I thought it was just fucking fascinating that we got another fight of the year candidate in the matter of three weeks. Like, just three weeks after <sighs> Orlando Salido and Francisco Vargas did the best, like— I got to watch that tri- fight. The best tribute to Muhammad Ali you could give is, like, those guys— what they did that night, what they did to each other, and what they went through. Was it right around the same time as his death? Yeah, like the, yeah. the that like it was the day after oh, we found out damn, about Muhammad Ali's death. Fucking, and, and that it was, was that, the undercard it was, of yeah, it was bef- uh, that, that was the main event of that fight. I think it's oh, cool. The undercard was. I the think other that's one. A, that's the amazing. amazing no, that, or no. no, 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 it wasn't. Club, club, some Russian. No, that was the night next week. God damn! I think that's all cool. That like okay, I think both of them felt that. Like you talked about when you walked into the ring and you were like, man, there's some there's something gone. There's an entity gone. I think it's really cool that the fight was so extravagant because it's like, yeah, we're going to put our heart and soul into this because we lost someone that, that influenced us. Like, was, that, that's yeah. fucking amazing. And that's what was really interesting cool. was, like, and that, that was, like, also the night that, because every time um, a fighter passes, uh, the next boxing event will do a memorial 10 count before anything oh. starts, before the main event starts. And they did that right before, while, while Salido and Vargas were standing in the ring, they did the memorial 10 count. What do you mean, like, one? It's yeah, a bell. They, 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 it's just a, a bell, right? Every, yeah, everyone, they tell everyone note, a moment of silence, don't talk at all, and then they ring the bell 10 Oh, times. okay, okay. I didn't know that. My bad. 
That's why of I was course, asking. there's always a couple of fucking assholes who don't shut the fuck up. It's Seriously? so annoying, dude. That's why you hate the casual, casual fans. fans. Yeah. No fucking What? Respect. Seriously? Dude, yeah. And even during talk. That, even during that one, even during the Muhammad Ali one, the most of the arena just got definitely quiet. But you can still hear some like rustling and like talking like drunk fucking morons. Also, during that 10 count, everyone, like, lit their phone up and kind of held it like it was a lighter. Dude, that is, like, it's a fucking Pink Floyd concert. I got one more, uh, just one more fight. It was uh, Anthony Joshua fought, and I can't remember the other guy's name. Joshua, dude, I He was a bit of a tomato can, but... I think he's cunt. You were stoked about him, dude? Yeah, dude, Anthony Joshua, um, he's a British fighter, undefeated. He has, like, the look Double names, sounds like a southern fighter. I know. (laughs) I hate his name. He has the look of, like, that's what heavyweight champion looks like. He's fucking super tall, and he's built like an Adonis. And uh, he has very solid technique. That's what's so eye-catching about him. He's not super flashy, but his technique is so much more solid than all the other top heavyweights in the world right now. Tyson Fury, who is the heavyweight champion, is awkward as fuck. Vladimir Vladimir can be awkward, and, like, now I feel like he's kind of done, so he's going to be leaving. Deontay Wilder... um, a hard puncher, very tall guy, built well, but he gets so sloppy, and he gets like he just doesn't want to keep his legs underneath him sometimes, and just he gets awkward. And I feel like you would lose against Joshua in a couple of years because right now, like they're kind of babying Joshua a little bit. Yeah, because they haven't. He hasn't in, stepped like, up the and big fought one, a, right? Yeah, he hasn't fought yeah. a top. He has a belt that he won off a nobody. Exactly. And, and like so, like they're, he's undefeated. I'm like, ready they're just for building him, him up. But I do really like what I've seen so far, technique-wise, that he doesn't get wild. I really and hope he's, he doesn't. He's get seen, wild. and he's very level-headed outside of the ring. So I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, that's all I got for fight talk. But you gotta, 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 gotta fucking I got. The dating corner. I love it. Do you want to start or I'll start? Since me and Adney are dating and Stevie's over here cupcaking. Actually, wait, wait, you guys are dating who? Together? Well, you just made it seem like Adney and you are together. So we're dating and you're cupcaking. <laughs> no, you start. You start. You got nothing? Yeah, what's up? What's oh, up? So yeah, in my dating How about you say, like, like oh, me and Dakota's doing great right now. now. Small, okay. Last night, okay? I fucked her during God. Okay, we watched Game of Thrones. I had sex with her. Like and episode, she blew the last me. episode. No, it was the second episode of the second season. Then she blew me, came in her mouth, and she woke me up with a hand job. And I was what? like, "Sweet, what's you going guys on?" You guys but missed a lot of important but then, stuff. But then, she, oh, that's no, old. We watched it. We watched that after we got done. You <laughs> missed a lot of important stuff. <laughs> Fuck the hand job. Fuck the blowjob. job. You missed some critical points. <laughs> Seriously. But, oh my God, then she wakes me up with a hand job. I fucked the shit out of her. And she goes, babe, I sneezed and all your cam went down my leg. No! <laughs> yes. That's so gross. <laughs> it was the worst thing of my life. But, okay, so. <laughs> that was the worst thing of my life. So, so I woke up this morning. I made her come first with the fucking squirting technique of my fingers. And then I fucked the shit out of her. And then For two I, minutes. And then I promised her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, okay, she yeah. laughed. She laughed ridiculously hard on that one. There, yeah. <laughs> it was a good five minutes. It was the longest I've ever last. Woo! But I kept farting too. She was like, "You, you smell so bad, babe." But um, what, what made you fart? I'm me farting. I'm just farting. Inner hatred of just the world. It just bottles up and he takes it out of his girlfriend. I fart on no, her all dude, the time. What'd you eat? I, everything. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know what I ate, but dude, it smells right bad. I just fucking, farted. I just farted just now. Corn dogs you guys are about mustard. to smell it. But um. 
Yeah, so there you go. Both I, your guys' dogs. We had sex. Shit. We had sex this morning. That? You heard me. No, I didn't. Hold on, listen. So we yeah. had sex this morning, and then afterwards I left, and then I promised her lasagna this tomorrow, and I'm gonna right. fuck her. Watch this. We're gonna eat lasagna. I'm gonna fuck her. We're gonna eat Game of Thrones, and we're gonna watch lasagna. Hands on. There you go. <laughs> Next dating. So back to the dating corner. Do you wanna go? I go. I went first last time. You go. My, you wanna know? I went first last time. You wanna know? Yeah. About, you wanna know about my life? Yeah. My I life? do. Oh yeah, we got some shit out. Ooh, my life is a disaster. Ah. Mm. Huh, huh. Mm. Yeah, the day. Thanks for fucking up my heat quote. <laughs> I didn't even hear you. I didn't mean you go. Yeah, because you weren't. Yeah, fast. You really love that movie. It's, it's a, a great cool movie, movie, dude. <laughs> I've watched it. I have to rewatch it just because I wasn't. Apparently, I wasn't paying enough attention to the dialogue. This oh, time, instead it's of like amazing. actually watching it, I'm just gonna like straight like just put the subtitles on, like and just wa- read Al- it. Dude, I'm gonna listen, read it. Al Pacino is so delightfully over the top in that movie. <laughs> this is before he became a caricature of himself. And so, like, a lot of his dialogue is just hilarious and awesome. <laughs> she Especially... had a... Ah! <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm ferocious, aren't I? <laughs> when I think about asses, a woman's ass, something comes out of me. Oh, I see why you... Oh, now I get it. Because it was, like, Al Pacino before... Because I was going into it, like, oh, it's Al Pacino. Of course, like, that's Al Pacino. Like... Oh, this, before no. Al Pacino was Al Pacino, this it just when, dawned on me. It makes complete sense now. This is back when he. This was back when he was an actor. Yeah, Robert De Niro Damn. too. And like yeah, their, Robert De Niro used and, to be an actor. And, by the yeah, way. and watch their conversations like together. Like the watch, diner conversation is the most one of the most amazing. And that's what that, ever recorded. That's what that quote was from. To ever record is, is that dude that diner scene. You can't fucking like, touch it. Like, Sorry, it's it's. It's just as exciting of the Goodfellas. Actually, maybe maybe more so because you have these. Two I people. enjoyed the Goodfellas more just because of the camera and the technical yeah, aspects. Well, but I can, you can see your love. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a better. It's a like a I Goodfellas had a better movie maker. But the writing, I can see. I can I can see what but, you're saying. But to get see. but to get Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in the same room, that's the cool thing. It's like oh, to get to get Joe man. Pesci to get Joe Pesci, Al Pacino, and Robert De Niro in the same room. Scorsese's working on that. We're working on, on a movie called The Irishman, which I'm super excited about. What's funny is like Robert De Niro and Al Pacino really? were both in The Godfather yeah. Part Two. They had no scenes together. Though. No scenes together. Because Robert De Niro played um, young, Vito, of young Vito Corleone, Corleone, so it was like a prequel. And then, of course, Al Pacino oh. playing Michael Corleone, his son. So you can't really future. have an old It's a half fucking, sequel, half yeah. prequel. Okay, anyways. Um, so if you're a longtime listener of this silly little podcast. The best podcast in the world. Go for it, <laughs> Number one on the comedy page on iTunes, was, uh, in our opinion. Uh, trust me, we're trust like, like 300th, but whatever. If Joe listens, this is not he even would, the best he podcast tweet, that he I would retweet to. it. <laughs> this is not even it. in my top 10 favorite podcasts that I listen either, to. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are both liars. It's your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so if you have been listening for a while, you know that. Um, for the first like uh, eleven episodes of this podcast, I was in a very serious relationship, really bad breakup, and then the first bonus episode we ever did with Joe Larosa, I talked all about the relationship and why I had to break up with her, mostly because she, you know, she's a cunt and, and she's a crazy, horrible girlfriend, horrible. And then person. it talked about how like after I broke up with her a couple days later, she waited for me in the parking structure where I work for me to get out of work to like apologize and ask for me back, ask for another chance, all that stuff. All right, so a little time goes by. She gets told about the podcast. She listens to that episode, and then she the he she's told like you know you could sue him or you should sue him, and then she 
basically she filed um, a restraining order saying that the podcast made her feel threatened. That because of what was said on the podcast, she's scared for herself. She just wants the podcast taken down. Uh, went to court for all that. I was like, I told, and of course, I told the judge, like, I really don't give a shit if she wants me to not go near her parent, her mom's house. That doesn't affect me. You're anymore. like, actually, I don't want to go around her in it's general. Like, it's like, can I also, can I get like a dual restraining order where she can't come near me? But I was like, all I care about is the podcast. But of course, the podcast wasn't even an issue. Judge didn't, he's like, yeah, you don't, don't worry. She was like, don't worry about it. And like the bailiff was like, yeah, man, don't worry about it. Just be careful going forward about saying her full name. Don't say her full name. I was like, yeah, cool. No problems at all. And then like, I ended up, uh, I talked about on this podcast too. It's a girl named Susie who I started seeing for a little while. Um, you know, we were. I hanging. love Susie. Shout out. I, I dig Susie. Susie. I dig her too. I, I'm sorry. I Susie's dig Susie. Susie's awesome, man. Like, re- she's regardless a piece of, of shit, like, though. regardless That's of. <laughs> oh, damn. I'm kidding. Shots fired! Shots fired! That's two shots, bitches. <laughs> two shots. She's a bomb! She's a bomb! Shout out to fucking Sugar. Shout out to Shotgun. Sugar, 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 Boo. He said Sugar, Sugar, Boo. No, that was basically a racial slur. Boo! But um no I no uh, Susie's a uh, really a great person, <laughs> awesome personality and all that. But I was seeing her for a while and then but she fucked up. Uh, she knew what my deal breaker was. She listened to the podcast. She knew all these things, and yet she fucked up anyways. And I expressed I was really I was like I told her I was like I'm fucking mad. I mean you act like basically I said like you acted like my ex would have acted, and like a day later, the ex. Gets in the contact with me, starts texting me. Like, she knew somehow like, up, homie? that I was seeing someone How you and that that had stopped. <laughs> and she starts texting me and asking for another chance. It's like, actually, like, you have a restraining order against me. So, I'm not even then, allowed oh, to text you back. And you're sitting here asking me ask for me to give you another chance to get back together. Like, you're, she's like, like, I changed, I'm changed, I'm different. Like, I'm doing all these things. Like, all the things I wasn't doing before, I'm doing now. I'm getting better. I'm like... I'm going to therapy. I got a full time job. Like all this stuff, I was just like, I just don't, I just don't believe anything you say. <laughs> and so, that's essentially what's going on with me. Is like, and not so that was like, how long ago is that? That was like a month ago or so now. And she's still texting you by now. Oh yeah, it's like, like time has passed since then. Yeah. Okay. And uh, of course she's, and it's also she's like friends with a friend of ours' girlfriend. She kept like sending me these really long-winded, um, Aaron Sorkin-esque soliloquies, <laughs> pouring her heart out. Soliloquies! <laughs> wow, man! <laughs> it was making me mad, and I just I want. What does Aaron Sorkin mean? <laughs> I really, I super, I super wanted to yell at her, and just like with his penis. Because <laughs> I never, I, like, I because bar- I only like. Really got a ch- I barely got a chance to like let out like everything like to her face. That's true. When she hung out, when she was in the parking garage, and I I got to get out a little bit, but it was mostly like. You've always been, you know. You've always contained yourself. Yeah, and I was like, I want to fucking just let loose on her and let her know that like why I will not give her a second chance, why she's a bad person, um, all the things that she did wrong, and why this is her fault and she has no one to thank but herself, and. Um, she was actually with her friend's uh, girlfriend, and they were out, and um, I met up with them, and we were, like, uh, we ended up, like, talking, and then, of course, I let it all out, Miss Shatter, and, of course, she started crying because, you know, that's what people do. Well, you, but you let it out? I fuck it. I, I did let her have it and said, like, just, just some insults and some stuff like that, and just, like, it's, this is all you. It's because you never 
put yourself as second. You were oh, it's always what you wanted when you wanted it. All you care about was yourself. You didn't care about anything or anyone else. Be dead like the consequences didn't matter to you. No matter how it hurt other people, you did not give a fuck, and you still don't. You say you changed, but I don't fucking believe you. Okay, you might be changing, but I don't even believe that. Like all of a sudden, like like you like you have a job. Wow, like that's that's not a big fucking. Wow. Stuff, right? She and wants you to give her like a round of applause, like you do in elementary. Did Chris school. just really do a round of applause? <laughs> he like... did make a round. Thanks. Um, but um, she was like basically she was like apologizing all this stuff, and it actually did feel sincere after a while. You got God. And of course, I was drunk. You got Game of Thrones, bro. <laughs> no, not that guy, man. But the... you said you got got. Yeah, but that's a. It's an always sunny. You got thing. Game of Hoes, bro. <laughs> no, you got got. No. He's got Game of Hoes. But um, uh, we ended up having sex. Why? How does it escalate what? to that? So how like, does it knit? Escalate. It's like makeup <laughs> sex, essentially. How does it? Like, you get all your emotion out, and then she's like, she finally is like able to like, she she hates you at first, but then she like takes it in a little bit. I think and, she like, was not. She never like mad. Like she, every time I said like something, she was like, "You're right," and I know, and I know I need to change all that stuff. And she was actually, she actually seemed sincere for fucking once. She's never went forward with what he said. She was all in the she, moment. She like, always defend. She okay. would always defend what she said or what she did. Always like justifying it over some fucking stupid thing, and she was like, "I, I fucking, I have not have done any fucking drugs since. I'm not drinking, like barely ever. Um, like saying all this stuff. Like I know, I, I know I did all these things wrong. I know I did that wrong, and I'm, I, it's changed. I'm different, different, over and over again. And saying how much that like, oh, she, she loves it. Like she just wants another shot. Like she doesn't not. Fo- she's like, I'm not demanding you be my boyfriend again. That's gonna be back to the way it was. I just like give me a sh- just let me into your life for a minute." And like, so you can see that I've, so I can show you that I've changed. And it got me, I'll admit it. I was like, okay, okay. And then we had sex. Dude, okay, hold on. She's beautiful. Like, I'm not going to sit here and like, so if she's saying all that and like, it's been a long, I I can see it. I I can, we've all made mistakes. I got married to my mistakes. So yes. So yes. I had the same thing with me. Someone said, let me back into your life after I fucked your friend, after I cheated on you in your own house. Let me back into your fucking life. And And I did. Because you're a piece of shit. No, I'm just kidding. You're not a piece of shit. You're not a piece of shit. You know what's funny is she actually asked, like she was going to reach out to Stevie's ex-wife and be like, how did you get him back? What? Yeah, she was like, that's That's the worst thing to do. Don't ever do that. (laughs) The attraction was there that night and everything. And it was really like just this intense fucking emotional like kind of thing that was happening and of course the sex was good it was like the blowjobs were horrible <laughs> the fucking sex was good and I was like that'd be fun right now because it had been a little while and he's drunk let's say that come on of yeah. course sober and he doesn't fuck anybody <laughs> <laughs> so nobody's good enough <laughs> so yeah we, so yeah we fucking like had sex and then like the next day she fucking like woke up and made me breakfast so it's like hard to oh, say get the fuck out of the house. God damn it. Alright, we getting married now or what, bruh? She was going. Breakfast is time. Breakfast is the Breakfast one. Breakfast is time. <laughs> Name of the podcast. <laughs> we had sex, then she made me breakfast. Breakfast is time. Okay, um so that like happened and then okay, I was like, alright, then like we were just I was like and I was like she was like saying that uh, she loved me and I was like in my head I was like I was like, look, I'm not gonna say it back. Um I don't feel comfortable with that. I told us, like, look, I don't feel safe with you, plain and simple. Like, I don't trust you, like, at all. 
And so I'm not going to sit here and act like there's like this thing. Like, no, like you haven't proved anything to me yet, except besides like, oh, you wanted to have sex with me. That's all you fucking proved. And if you have lied before, you would lie to get back. Like, that's, that's my whole thinking. And like, she kept fucking trying. But then, of course, um, found out a little fucking bombshell of, um, she matched with a fucking very particular guy on fucking Tinder, um, and was like talking to him on like basically like I saw like a screenshot of the message she sent him, and it seemed like such a shoulder to cry on, complaining about me kind of fucking thing, and I was like this is happening like on fucking Tinder, and like I asked like I asked her I was like look if there's any like you need to tell me everything, you need to be hundred this is your one chance to be hundred percent honest, and she didn't t- say anything about that, she left that out, and who knows how much other shit out. So she was 100% honest. And then when I found out about this thing, like I brought it up to her. And I, or I didn't bring it up. I was just like, uh, she started texting. And I was just like, don't ever talk to me again. I was like, I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to know where you go or what you do. You need to get the fuck out of my life and never come back into it. And, um, and then like fucking 20 minutes later, she shows up at the door. And she's knocking. Yeah, and I was talking to Abby. And then I was, we get knocking on the door. I was like, whoa, you don't. You don't think she's gonna come over, do you? <laughs> and it was her at the door. Did you answer? I no. I no. Answered, I, I, what? I answered and I told her you need to leave. And like she was like crying and begging and asked like no 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 you don't understand it was nothing like that. He super liked me. I saw that he super liked me and then so I just kind of liked it back to see what he had to say. And all this I was like that sounds like such a fucking lie. And you have a history of that, so you need to fucking leave. And like that was it was a long wind. It took a while, but finally she left and like. And then like she's like stop talking to her, completely, and but she still does text me and she's still asking for like the other chance kind of thing. Did you gave me the the group chat like a solid like paragraph like she's she she is coming she's not gonna stop and I do I respect the effort. <laughs> and I asked that why well, she's a liar. I wrote Abby personally, and I cannot fucking trust her for one half of it. And I wrote Abby personally, and um, I do not want to be with this. I, I didn't even want this in the group chat, but I'm gonna say it here because we're you all didn't tell me. You, uh, no, I wrote. wrote I wrote. Okay, a, me and whatever. Me and Steve. Whatever. Me and Abby got private conversations too. That's bro. fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I wrote them personally. I didn't want it to be in the group chat with everybody. Basically, well, I told then don't him, say it. As a brother, oh, well, this is us three having a conversation. Okay. It's easier to say this here. All I said to him was, if she's going to lie to you to get you back, what makes you think she's not going to lie to you to keep you around? And that was the one question. It was more to that. It was more to that. It was like, she lied when she, she lied before, all right, and that ruined it. And then, like, now it seems like she's lying to get you back. I mean, there's nothing to suggest she won't lie if you take her back. Yeah, and basically what I said, and I said, I appreciate. Lies upon lies I, upon lies. I basically told him, no, I think her fucking... Her consistency is money. And I said that to him. Her consistency is fucking money. <laughs> but I don't want him to be hurt because she's going to lie to him to keep him around. I didn't want I didn't want him to be lied to to be kept around. And that's what I had to bring up to him. So you were talking also, about... Also, what's, what's cool, though... There was girl one, though, right? There was... You, well, that, you, you, we just went over two girls. No, 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 hold on, hold on. We just went over two girls, correct? Yes, and then uh, uh He's Susie, continuing with the sandwich, yeah. Can, yes, Susie, I actually like... Um, we started like talking again, just sort of friendly and not like just being friends. And like I hung out with her the other day, and so it's like, um, and like we're not like trying to be in like a relationship or anything. We're just we're friends, you know. And what was funny was mm. like, um, I actually got a message from somebody out of town who I have had sex with before, who 
texted me and I and I was like, wait, this person oh, okay. has a boyfriend. Okay. And I was like, uh, kind of like, she was like, oh, I wanted to come up to Reno. I was like, why? Why would you do that? And then she goes, oh, and then she like told me like this really like, actual thing of like, her boyfriend broke up with her for the most douchebaggiest fucking, like this guy is such a fucking scumbag. He was like fucking like, uh, just constantly like insulting her and talking shit to her and making her feel bad and just being the worst kind of fucking guy. I'm not going to get to this what he said because it's, it's too private. No point, no point. But uh, she was like saying, she, and then like, on the last, it was funny, it was, like on the last episode, I was like, hey man, if you want to be part of the podcast, just come, we'll have some fun sex, and then I'll talk about you on the show. <laughs> and she was like, hey, I want to be part of the show. I'm <laughs> down. <laughs> Wait, what? Who the fuck is Okay, that? I got one ultimate question. I guessed it. I knew it. I know who it is. I guessed it. It's not hard. I posted on the group chat. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't see it. Sometimes oh, really? I can't. Sometimes I can't see group chat messages. I'm being honest. Oh really? Sometimes I, I'm too. I, like they don't oh, show no. up, or they're just too busy. No, now I'm at work and I can't see it for twelve fucking hours. So when I jump back on it, it's like hours. You can't. Ten see hours, twelve it? hours. Then I go on to the fucking group chat and it's like you have three hundred eighty-four okay, messages. Okay, not with. Do that. I want to rewind it? Okay. No, I want to skip through it. Let's and I read just your two because you're the most important. And if I see Joel, he's the most important. If I see Joel, I read Joel's. <laughs> Should not say that. It's a joke. It's, it's obviously a joke. Should not say that. <laughs> God. What are you looking for? Do you want that great girlfriend that's going to sit there with TV shows and all this, and then you're going to go and do adventures with her? Do you want that type of connection? Or are you just trying to just, you know, play it cool and just play the field? What are you looking for? Because well, right now, is- you have kind of a plethora. <laughs> Not a plethora. Plethora is the wrong word. You have a selection, at least. You have so more. Like, plethora like, is a large selection. selection. So exactly. Yeah. So you have a, sle- you have a limited listen. selection. Yeah. It's like being a girl. Like I, I know what it feels like to be a chick and have like the ex hitting you up, a guy you talk to hitting you up, and then another one hitting you up. That's the thing is I'm not like I'm not like I, I even said before I was like uh to uh, so I was like look um I really do want to be alone right now I do think it's important like I'm not gonna sit here and be like pick one or the other and be with them because I think that's unhealthy. ultimatum is fucking I think stupid, that's unhealthy dude. like no no, no they never no one ever gave me an ultimatum oh, okay. but I'm saying in my own head like I don't need to pick one person be with them if I don't feel ready I don't I don't need to be the codependent person who needs someone to be with them I like I like you know my own company a lot of the time I like to be alone and I don't want to just be part of a relationship and of course she was cool with that and that's why we're friends um so like I'm not looking for a relationship, but I'm also not trying to play the field. Like I'm not going out and trying to bang all these chicks. And he doesn't even have a Tinder. He's been single for like fucking six months. I never have a like I never like go and hit on girls on social media or even in real life. It's like these are like it's just the things the girls that it's just it was a natural kind of thing that just kind of happened. So like I'm I am I'm trying to just be you know myself kind of I don't know exactly. Go with what the I'm waves, bruh. No, I, I yeah, feel no, you're yeah. just going with the flow. Exactly. No. And what was funny was like uh, I remember seeing this one post like that um, of this girl posted. I thought it was it was a while ago and it was fucking hilarious. What this girl said was um, or no, it was actual meme. And what it said was, if you meet a girl that has like her shit together, her own car, her own job, her own place, is has goals, likes to drink, likes to hang out, is loyal, and like something like uh, that kind of shit that you know all these great things like yeah. you have about uh two weeks or have you have about a week to blow her mind before her ex want to call up and try to make things right again Damn, i thought that was fucking that's... hilarious like cause that's hella true because every i like you know i know i fucked up but can you give me another shot and all guys do that 
And so, yeah, but that type of chick ain't bringing those guys back. That type of chick that's is what like, they mean. Exactly. That's why. That's, why, that's, that's the, the thing, point. That's, that's, that's you have no, 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 because some girls who are really good, they'll like fall in love with just the wrong guy. It happens. Everyone falls in love <sighs> with the wrong person. So sometimes she will bring back the asshole to give him another shot, and she ends up breaking up with him again. But she does give him a chance. Like I, I, I was that guy, and I had my girlfriend break up with me, and then I got her back, and then like she broke up with me again. Okay. Like it, this fucking happens. Okay. And uh, saw that, and I was like, I thought about that right away after this whole situation I told you about. And like I posted basically the guy version. I was like, if you meet a guy who has a place, has his own car, you know, has a job, um, takes you on trips, uh, gives you the passcode to his phone, is into your hobbies, and actually listens to what you're passionate about, you have about two weeks to blow his mind, or else his ex wants to hit him up, <laughs> trying to make things right again. I, I fucking saw that too. That's fucking great. This is money, dude. And that's this exactly money. what happened. And then like. Of course, what's funny is the the girl we talked about last week, the social media justice warrior. She commented on it saying, like, just talking shit, like, guys just think they're good in bed. And that's like, not. Jesus. That's not the original. That's the girl that's that, not that you blocked yeah. or whatever. No, I didn't block her. She's not. Me. Not the girl that we made up the justice social justice. Not the one that we created the term with. Not the one girl. It's supposed to be. I'm talking about that was overly PC. I'm talking about. I just have to make sure that I represent her because she's my friend. She's awesome. No, that one's awesome. We're not talking about your friend. We're talking about some stranger. We made jokes about the Oregon one, but she's cool, obviously, because she also said she loves that term that we created. Because we, as an I, created but, that. But term. this has to separate her. You know? The girl I'm talking yeah, about is no, the best ahead, example of a social media justice warrior. And of course, that whole rant that I repeated of her fucking thing. Like, and she was like, "Like, guys, just think, like, like, why, like, okay, so you're gonna attack me, and then when I make a joke later, you're gonna attack me for attacking something? <laughs> you're fucking crazy. That's what, dude. They're crazy. But yeah, that's that's. My life. You're doing great. Give me a high five. <laughs> not me, doing like, great. That's not even great. What? Dude, how is that not great? Dude, Sorry, dude, we can't all have three girls fall in love with that. Okay, wait. Not even that. Like, I mean, let, let's not go that extreme. Yeah, that. Well, yeah. Let's not go that extreme. Not, just, they all haven't said they're in love with me. So. Just three girls Two are of them interested did. in you. <laughs> <laughs> Two oh, did. Oh, man. Yeah. That was fucking... That was <laughs> She listens to the show. Not all. <laughs> That's well, two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, now you're just summing people out. All right, let's... We'll go to Chris's dating club. <laughs> Chris got an update? I do get an update. And actually, my first update is going to be from the bigger lady that I... Let's just say... I oh, she got pissed, oh, dude. She okay. was mad about what I said on the last so podcast. I, I, actually... I called a lady that I went to last week. And she was all about it. She she answered her phone. Where are you? What are you? How, how are you? Like, what's your condition? And I was like, I'm fucking drunk. And then I would, like, hang up. And then I wouldn't answer when she called because I'm fucking drunk. And I'm just hoping that I'm walking the right direction. Like, I know where her house is. And she's she hasn't. towards her house. Yeah, she hasn't said that, yeah, you can, like, crash on my place or anything. I just know, like, that's where I'm crashing. That's where I'm going. That's my mission. So I'm just kind of like on this fucking drunk mission. And then I finally like am able to fuck. I'm wasted. Okay. Brand, you're finally so I'm not her. really good at picking up the phone when she's calling. And then like we're playing phone tag and all that great stuff. And so I finally answer. She answers. She's like, of course, come over. I got you. I go over there. She was like, we're not having sex. And I was like, okay, we're not having sex. I'm wasted. That's good. I'm going to fucking throw my yeah. anyway. So I pa- I'm, <laughs> I'm like on the bed passing out. And I'm like trying to feel her tits. And I'm like, come on, just let me get a little. And she's like, we're not having sex. And I was like, whatever. And then I just passed out. 
and then boom, I wake up. Okay, that's what I remember. You know what? If she was on the podcast, she would probably say like, oh, well, you wouldn't stop groping my boobs and all this stuff. Well, I just want to say that that wasn't my intention. Like if if I was doing that, like that's not what I was trying to do because there was there was a point in time that I can clearly remember that I was trying to grab her boobs and that you said, stop grabbing my boobs, we are not having sex, and I literally remember, like, okay, whatever, I won't grab your boobs, I'll just go to bed, and that's what I remember. I was throwing a fit. So maybe I grabbed your boobs like, a couple like, more times? I wasn't grabbing your boobs that time, there was a spider but it's, yeah. that went in your bra, man, it was kind of <laughs> fucking out. That's why I was <laughs> punching your titty. Yeah. But it's not like I'm trying to, like, force you and rape you or anything, maybe I'm, like, I might have made like a couple more moves, like just trying to grab her boobs, but I, I, I wasn't like there was no well, you energy. Well, you to the prior. I know what there you There was mean. no energy mean, yeah. behind it. Like I wasn't like being forceful or anything like that. I wasn't that rapist, but I could see how I could be obnoxious. Definitely obnoxious. Obnoxious. That's a problem. Irritating. Like, yeah. It's like, bro, get on the floor, and I would have been okay with that if she pushed me on the floor, but she didn't. That'd be funny if she just knocked you. It would have been funny. Bam! I'd been okay with it. With her titty. Like, yeah. She's like, bam! <laughs> go to sleep right here on the floor. And I wouldn't sleep on the floor. I just needed a, I needed a place to crash. And then, so, like Stevie said, I woke up. She's not even there. She's not even there. It's her it's mom. not even her house. No. <laughs> <laughs> her mom's there, though. And she's like, oh, hey. How uh, she, mom? Her mom's like <laughs> 50, gray hair. I mean, she's slim, but I mean, she's, she's, she's older, dude. Like... Is she at all Helen Mirren S? It wasn't that older woman where you're like, damn, you're a MILF. It was that older woman like, okay, you're a hippie and I'll smoke with you. And she even came in Aww. there and was like, you want to smoke? And I was she like, said that. I'm so hungover, I don't want to do anything. Like, I was feeling like shit. And she like, offered you to smoke? Yeah, she offered me to smoke. Cool, but she was like, we can't smoke Such in the house. Hippie. We got to smoke in the car. And I was like, I'm not smoking in the car in downtown fucking Reno. Weed is not legal here yet. I am not doing that. First thing I'm going to do is, where the fuck am I? Let me get my bearings. You're old. You're with an old white lady. Yeah. You're fine. I was fine. You're Don't right. worry. Cops aren't coming after and you. So bro. Stevie picks me up. Quit that beard, man. You're right, that old woman. <laughs> so I lucked out. So that was Thursday night. That was Adam's first night here. That's the whole reason why I even went out was because Adam was here. This is the problem. When Adam comes on vacations and he's not living here, when he just comes on vacations, we just rage the entire time. So dates and everything and days, just gets... Yeah, all blend. It's all convoluted. But yeah, and that, I, that, I forgot I have Saturday off and, and I picked you up because I was supposed to go home and edit. I was supposed to go to your house and edit because I'm not going to be here Sunday. Right, right. So, so okay. Saturday morning is when I picked you up. And then she heard the podcast and she lit me up. She was like, you're a piece of shit. You said I was fat. Uh, it's not a bad thing that I'm a size two and all this stuff. And She's a size I was two. like, size two. What do you mean size no, two? No, I'm not. I'm not a size two. Oh, okay. Like it's it's you're putting shame. No, saying, on, add two you're putting you're putting shame on me because I'm not a size two. And what I thought is we actually didn't bash her that much. What happened was is. I said she wasn't my body type. We actually praised her, and, and she was actually, we had great conversation with her. She was really no, fucking cool. No, what you praised was her personality, but that doesn't matter. Looks are the only thing that matters. It, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. <laughs> and she just attacked me on that all, was, that the, was satire, all the bad Jones, things that. that I said and everything. And she was like, you're just an asshole. You're a misogynistic prick and all this stuff. And she just went off on me, and I was like, whoa, like... 
I thought I actually did that kind of respectively, considering how big you are. Like, that God was not... Damn. Well, now wow. I'm going to go in on her. She went in hard as fuck on me, so, like... And you went in hard as fuck on her, literally, bro. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Considering, like, oh, you we, we complimented <laughs> her. Like, there was the only thing that I literally said. It was, like, I had a hard time fucking you because you were so fat. And, yeah. That's the thing I'm sensitive about. <laughs> Well, so, like, yeah. it was like 9 out of 10. I gave you 9 reasons why you were awesome, and then I gave you 1 reason why you kind of sucked, and then I also <laughs> said I'd probably fuck you again. You like because you're fat. And yeah, that makes what me a piece I mean, of shit. That yeah. makes me like, oh, I only... Okay, yeah. but yeah, there's a certain... There's an, okay, and this goes for women as well. There's a certain fucking preference that you have. Maybe you like fat fucking people, and that's all fucking good. But if you're not a fucking attracted to fat fucking people, but you're attracted to personality like I am, and you're attracted to how somebody's going to treat you like I am, then maybe the whole entire body aspect doesn't come in until after I'm fucking you because I've already wanted to fuck you. You have intrigued me so much that I have looked oh, past your fucking body type and I'm looking at your personality and how funny you are and all these other traits and yet I'm still the piece of shit even though I looked past that you're obviously obese. Obviously obese. Yeah. And it's my fucking problem? That's bullshit, Chris, dude. Hold on. You're right. Because I, like I think the sentiment you were trying to make was really beautiful and really nice. But... It's you, and you don't know how to deliver it in a nice True. way. <laughs> so fucking rough and gruff. Okay, I want to give you, you know, a pair. Earlier was the situation. Earlier was now, the same on. thing. You made me feel hella I'll dumb you- about the thing. Yeah. So yeah, I'll give you like a. So uh, I do that. Yeah, yeah, you do. You're a little. Too, you just had you like you could have rough and tumble, dude. Chris Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a press, bro. What's up, dude? Like you could have delivered that exact same sentiment, but like, if you did it differently, like worded and like toned. She would have thought it was really sweet at a level, but I'll give you a little parallel. Like, there was a girl I was dating who um, was blonde and never liked blondes, and I, I, I wanted to let her know that, look, I've always liked, you know, it's my that's my least favorite color of hair is blonde. <laughs> like, I was trying to say it, but I was like, look, I wanted, what I wanted to say to her was like, look, I re- usually don't like blondes, but you're so gorgeous, you're such an amazing person, and I'm so into you that that does not matter to me. Like that—that's the sentiment you wanna go with, and mine's a little more mild of a version than yours, because it's just hair color; it's not body size. Right, right. But I do think there is—it probably take a lot of work to word it correctly. But like basically saying that, like you aren't usually my body type. I usually go for something else. And any other situation, I would have pumped the brakes. But because of who you are, because I like—I just—I didn't care about the body. I just wanted to get—I just got to know you. And getting to know you was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was really you were a really fascinating, interesting, funny person. And I really like being around you, and that made you really attractive to me. It didn't matter that you're not usually my body type, but because because the personality's hitting it, and I'm down to do things. But then once we started, and like I lost touch, like then I'm the asshole. It's just it's a really hard. Well, yeah, situation. you're always gonna be the asshole. It's, it's just, a really that's hard what being a man is: is women telling you I you're love an that, asshole. Because I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Because the same thing with mine. Because yeah. the same thing we talked about. The same. Ab- the same least favorite hair color to favorite hair color. Yeah. And they always like, well, I'm not that. And you're like, no, I'm telling you, like, I'm with you. Yeah, they always go, I'm oh, with you. Don't even, you don't even, I got this for, uh, you don't even like blondes. It's like, well, yeah, and you're just so awesome. That doesn't matter to me. It's like, no, you don't even like blondes. <laughs> you like those fucking redheads. 
You like fucking. I used to get this all the time. You like fucking Asian and black girls. That's what you want to fuck. You want to fuck Asian girls and black girls. I'm like, like I'm, I'm not like, your body That's type. not a lie. That's true. Yeah. But I'm not trying to right now. Yeah. And I got twice. That's not the I'm only not girls. That's not the only girls I like. Like you're making it weird. And I have two, two an ex and someone I talked to before Dak who said, "Oh, you're into red," because I had someone send me a picture of her with red hair, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's my favorite hair color." You, you had it dyed that color. That's beautiful. You played yourself. And she was like, "Oh my god, you." Only like, and it's like, no, no, no. I just said you look good with that. That's the only hair color you like, and it's like, no. I'm just saying you look good with that hair color. And that's my favorite type of hair color on a female. I'm, and I'm like, obviously, if I'm with you, then hair color isn't a thing. It doesn't matter. And you know, that's the thing. It's hard to explain. Sometimes to they take it as, oh, that's like a sign that you want to fuck other girls. Yeah, that's the them. only thing you like, and it's like, no. Well, I mean, I must admit that, like, because once... girl, I feel like it's girls have their one preference, and like they stick to that, and they actually can get that one preference over and over again. And if it's something else, then they'll get lose interest, and they think we're like them. And they Dad, think like we'll fat guys. Okay, wait, like fat guys. Hold I'm on. not a fat guy. She likes fat guys. Chubby. Fat guys. There is a difference. <laughs> fat guys. Okay, it goes curvy. <laughs> And then thick, and I'm then sorry, chubby guy. I'm not curvy, Dak. Okay. No, gain some weight. Fuck. <laughs> There's a difference. Yeah, so I'm gonna pizza. <laughs> Dude, seriously though, we have 30 minutes. <laughs> I was already looking at my time. Chris has something important. Shotgun thoughts. Go, go. Rapid fire. No, he has something to say. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, I. No, it was a joke. It was no, a joke. you're fine. You're no, fine. That was I a just, joke. I just, no, joke. you're fine. It's not. Okay. But I'm um, no. Adney explained it perfectly, right? With the whole. That's the whole big thing. Is. Yeah. That's what I did. That was beautiful. Well, Even I mean, in a no, well, state. you bringing up Dak just now fucks, it completely fucks my entire conversation because, like you said, her preference is chubby guys, yet you're not chubby. So why couldn't I get over the fact that she was obese if her personality and all this other Maybe stuff was Maybe it was just so a little too much. Too much for you. That's you too can much always forgive a thing. What are you thing. talking about? He's tiny. That's not too tiny for you? I still, I don't have a six pack. I don't have a fucking six pack. Perspective. One, uh. you're never gonna win. If, if you're if you're against a girl, you're not gonna win. I'm sorry. Even if you're right, especially if she's a fat girl, they've got that like social justice. Like just because I'm not a size two doesn't mean. Yeah, that's what they said. Like, she dude, brought that exact light up. Yeah, yeah. You're not like, gonna win. I'm sorry. She's been made fun of her whole fucking life, dude. She's not like an easy subject. You I'm know? not making fun of her. And now she be living in a society where like that's the weapon. It's like, oh, how you can't say a single criticism. All right. So also, 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 women act like that all the time is you can't criticize me at all. She was awesome. She helped me in my time of need. But then what happened is... Fat women are PC. Plump and cuddly, bro. That's mm-hmm. about it. After my that time actually, of need. yeah. Then she heard <laughs> the podcast. Really <laughs> then she heard the podcast where I called her like that and all that. <laughs> she lit me up. Said I was piece of shit. All this stuff. Completely deleted me off Facebook. Deleted me off everything. Uh, she, so. she lit you up on text, right? Yeah, she made oh, a yeah, because text. if she tried to hit him in person, then she'd run out of breath and she'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah. But, like I was saying, is I needed to get over a hurdle, right? And then, boom, the rodeo comes around. So, we all go out to the rodeo. I'm not thinking anything of it. So, it's me, Kenny, and Adam. And we're driving, and then Kenny's like, we need to go pick up this girl. And I'm like, okay, no big deal. So, we go pick up this girl. No big deal. She was skinny. I barely introduced myself to her. She was like, uh, she's like five five, like hundred nice. fucking ten pounds. Nice. She's not. She's little. Yeah. <laughs> and she's also a redhead. She's oh, red. Chris is getting into the fucking redheads. I'm totally digging it. Wait, hold on. I didn't. You're spoiling it. 
So anyways, uh, we pick up this girl. I I literally didn't even introduce myself when I picked her up. Like, I was so focused on me, Adam, and Kenny. Of course I was driving. I was so focused on me, Adam, and Kenny. And, like, we're going to go and we're going to do the rodeo thing. And I was excited. And we all had some money and all that good stuff. So I was excited. And then they were, like, randomly, like, oh, we got to pick up this chick. So, of course, I'm not giving a fuck about this chick. Yeah, you guys are getting laid. I just want to go to the I literally didn't even look at her. That's what got her. Like, I didn't even look at her, and I that's so true and so stupid at the same fucking time. <laughs> Dude, and that's my point. Dude, we're going to come back. We're going to come back to that. Tell me about it. We're going to come back to that. So anyways, we go to the rodeo. We all pay to get in, all that stuff. She's being flirty with everybody. I mean, she's not she's not being slutty, but she's just, she's happy. She's she's an energetic person. She's Hold on, she was being polite in years. <laughs> what was her name? Uh, no, I can't, I can't. I'm not going to do it because actually, like, like... Is she a natural redhead? No, I just want to know. We're going to go on further. Yes, she's a natural redhead. Ginger. Uh, natural redhead. Ginger. <laughs> Anyways, so we go and we go to the jack tent. So at the rodeo, there's the rodeo, and then you have like a jack tent, and then you have like a carnival going on, and you have families, and the rodeo in Reno is like a really big deal. So a lot of people fucking That's go, fun. and it's it's really fucking packed Chase all them. the fucking time. And it is, it is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Um, I got to take it on a date there, and... It was cool. <laughs> the rodeo was fun, man. It really is. So, anyways, uh, we went to the Jack Tent, and so it's me, Adam, and fucking Kenny getting smashed in the fucking Jack Tent. We got our wristbands, so we're feeling good. And of course, we got we got Sparkle over That's there. That's her name. Sparkle. That's her name. Sparkle. Sparkle. Because I don't want to say her real name. Staples. <laughs> like I Staples. I kind of like Staples. <laughs> Staples I want to remember Staples, though. Sparkle, I'll remember. So, anyways. So, Sparkle, she done working the We're all partying. And then we get a group of our girls that come over. The girls. And I'm going to say it. Because they listen to the podcast. And I don't think they'll be. Jenny and Chrissy? Yeah. Jenny girls. and Chrissy. They Shout came over. Jenny and with Sarah. Sarah was there as uh-huh. well. Don't you guys know who that Sarah is? is? Nope. Um, so, anyways. They come over as well. So, we're having a great time. Having a great time. Two or three hours pass. Uh, so we're all drunk, we're pretty wasted by now, we've been going to the bathroom back and forth, and then our group has wound up splitting up, because we've been chilling in the jack tent, we didn't get tickets to the rodeo, we came to the rodeo to drink and ride the rides, so yeah. we're chilling in the you jack tent. You go to the carnival, tent. you go to the carnival. Yeah, exactly. And so get those fucking super badass fries. Bam, super badass fries, corn dogs, all the good stuff, fried yeah, I foods. love carnival food, Dude, I don't give yeah, a fuck. exactly. Fuck you, no, Carl yeah. Woods, the fucking one. Yeah, I, I love it too. If you maintain a decent diet, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to go and like... Dude, mm, the like, corn dogs, they are so good. I know. And they're Fuck so good. everybody. I, think, dude, I want hammers. We, we had a corn dog war. Chrissy put it... So hungry. <laughs> Chrissy's so amazing. Chrissy so put it in her right boobs, now. and then Kenny was like trying to attack it, and she was like, Kenny, it's not for you. And she would slap him, and she's like, this is for Jenny. And then Jenny would come over, and she would like bite the corn dog, and it was like it was just it was. We were having fun. That's all. Yeah, it was. That sounds like a delightful it was time. Good, it was, wholesome fun. It was. Good, it was just good, a fun time. Fun. Like we're so close to each other. There's. It's not like oh, if I'm gonna bite this corn dog, we're gonna have sex or anything like that. It, it was should just, be like that. It was wholesome fun. Not at all. It was wholesome fun. We had a great time. I love having friends that I can be that flirty with. That I know that that, that nothing is gonna happen with. It's comfortable. There's comfortability. nothing that's Dude, gonna happen. There's so much comfortability. With me and Chrissy, and there's nothing that's gonna happen. I think with that's me and amazing. Jimmy. Yeah. There's so and much it's comfortability. Yeah. There's, like, 
It's such a great fucking thing because then you can invite these girls. There's well, you're no not sexual You're not tension. going out with a loaded gun. You're not going out with a loaded <laughs> gun. You're having fun with your friends, so it's not a loaded gun. You're not worried about, am I going to get laid? You're laughing. You're it's having amazing. a good time exactly. with your friends. So that's what wound up happening. And so four hours winds up going by. We've been fucking raging the whole time. And this girl... Sparkles. Sparkles. <laughs> she was like, okay, I'm kind of over this. And she was like, I want to go on adventures. I'm drunk. You're drunk. Why are we still sitting here in this to jack you? tent? To said to you? Yeah. Or to, to, to the group? No, no, the no, 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 go no. to that uh, no, no, no. goose field. She was saying it to me. Like, we were sitting there, and then we went to go to the bathroom, like, as a group and everything. And, like, like one person had to go, and so we all left as a group or whatever. And she was like, eh, let's go. And I was like, what? And she's like, come on, let's go. And she just picked me. I don't know why she picked me or anything like that, but she was just like, let's go. And I was like, okay, let's go. And so we walk out of the fence, and then they're like, oh, you can't get back in the jack tent right now. We're at maximum capacity and all that. And she was like, yeah, I kind of did that on purpose. Like, I want to, like, come, come on an adventure with me. And I was like, wow, like, picked me? Okay. Like, out of like, all right, Gandalf. Like, you already knew all these other guys. And yeah, like, why? Like, that was, uh, and it's because. Like Adney was saying, I completely avoided her the entire fucking night, dude. The entire fucking night, I why barely is this, said... Why is this the only guy not trying to fuck me? That's and within weird. this friends group, within this friends group. But she also loves women. She loves women. And so, like, I would see her and she would, like, try to go and, like, get her girl. So, anyways, Sparkle takes me out and then we're just going on adventures throughout the uh, whole entire little... Uh, carnival thing like we went and shot like a balloon or two but then she like started jumping on my back and she wanted me to give her a piggyback ride nice so, you tell about the podcast but, but she's on a piggyback ride but <laughs> no i didn't but she was in a dress so like Ooh. we were both conscious of her being in a dress and so like we're both trying to pull her dress down the whole time but i'm getting more and more drunk throughout the whole entire time so i'm caring less and less about that and so eventually we get stopped by the cops and because I'm giving her a piggyback ride and we're just going to rides and all that. And the cops come up to us and they're like, oh, we need to see your IDs. And I was like, why? And they're, they're like, we don't think she's old enough. And I was like, okay, here's my ID. No problem, bro. Here it is. I'm, I'm not, not driving. I'm not Adam. I'm not like, I'm fucking get my ID, nope. bro. Find me, bro. Here's my ID. No problems. Take it. And then she is like, oh, my God. I get this all the fucking time. So stupid. And so she gives them my ID. And they're like, and they look at my ID and they look at me and they straight hand it right back. Like, like it wasn't even like, a, like, do you think this is him? It was like, yep, that's him. Give you it look, back. Dude, you look old as fuck. But they sat there for like a solid minute and they were like looking at her ID and then looking at her. And I was starting to get this presence. I was like, are you honestly checking her ID or are you just checking her out? Because she's wearing a, a sundress with cowboy boots. Which I love but not a lot of girls did there. A lot of girls were going jeans. No, they weren't Daisy Dukes. They were Daisy Dukes. Most Daisy girls Dukes. Daisy Dukes, dude. Not a lot of them were wearing the fucking sundresses. Sundresses are the one adding something with them. Exactly. <laughs> and so I just started like, kind of bringing her closer to me and closer to me. And I was like kind of acting like a pompous asshole at this point because they already gave me my, my ID. Yeah. I knew that there was no, there's no way I'm going to get arrested for flirting with my quote-unquote girl. And so I grabbed her a little bit, and she was, like, kind of, like, iffy about it. And she's like, what is, what? And then she kind of, like, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. And then they gave it back to us. I'm not saying that's why they did, but I'm saying that's you what made my it, first yeah, move. Yeah. 
I made my first move because of the cops, and I was trying to be a protective fucking guy, which was stupid. Yeah. But anyways, they fucking give her ID back to like, yeah, you're 21, no, no big deals. Like, she's fucking, like, what, however old she is. And then we go on all these rides, and I'm having a great time. And I have not had this type of... Of a great time with a female, and I can't even tell you how long. Like, once the whole entire night is said and done, I had such a great time with her that I had to get her number. So I've been with this girl this entire night, and there's not one point where she's left me out to dry or anything like that, and she's been with me the whole time. Like, oh, this is an adventure, this is an adventure, this is an adventure. And then, after we consult my buddy Kenny at the house, she's like, you need to take me in your room. Do you have a room? Tell me you got a room. And I was like, of course I got a room. This Bitch, is my house. There's five rooms here. Oh, Bitch, I ain't Steven. I really dug her. I dug that entire night. She was taking me on adventures. She was like the leader, but like I was like helping and like like we just had such She like, was a, actively trying. Yeah, and we had such a great connection that the next day I was like, I gotta talk to that girl. Well, Johnny, like, so wait, hold on. So so she brought you into your room. Do you have a bedroom here? Okay, that was it right So there. at six AM I had to take her home. No, but because she had work. Sam, before she said, she said, "Do you have a bedroom?" And you said, "Yes." Yeah. And they went in there. What was it? She started kissing you. You started kissing her. Like what? She said we had a bedroom. As soon as I pushed her in the bedroom, I fucking attacked her because I'm a man and uh, I attack. Whoa, whoa, Brock Turner style. Okay, what? okay. How did you? Brock like, okay. Turner style. Okay, so did you like lay her on the bed and then mm-hmm. take her dress off, or did you take her dress off first and? Throw I didn't her on lay the bed? nothing on the bed. We're drunk by this point. Pushed her on the bed, and she does one of those. Oh, why did you push me, silly? It's super and I immediately just grabbed the bottom of her dress and I pull the dress up. I pull it all the way off and I rip it off. I don't pull. I rip it off. Throw it on the Sorry, ground. And then she starts coming up to me and she's like, I want to kiss you. And I was like, no, bitch. Bam. And I slapped her. I didn't slap her. I just push her down. <laughs> no, bitch. Because I'm slowly going to her vagina. Yes, like, my boy. I got to do that. That is fucking right. <laughs> Doing the squirting test. I know what you do, is I don't, I don't wait long enough. That's my problem. That's my problem. I get too horny, and I'm like, no, I'm ready to fuck you. I don't, oh, you I don't do the technique oh, okay. long enough to get that, what, what you get. I do that, I do that a lot, too. So I'm, I'm like, like, I'm, I'm in it, man. Like, man, like, I'm in it. Like, I, I'm, and then I'm, she starts grabbing your dick, and she's well, jacking yeah, yeah, you off, and it's like, it's oh, get off my dick. No, I'm not that guy. Okay. Yeah, you're it's gonna the get girl. No, it's not that. It's not that you're torn. It's the girl's torn. As soon as you started, she's like, "No, you're gonna do this. Fuck me." Because that's I've dealt with that too. Of like, it's hard to tell them, "No, yeah. keep your hands and feet to yourself." <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm about to get you off. Buckle in right now. <laughs> Prepare for liftoff. <laughs> bags of bags. There you go. Damn near impossible to say outside no to a girl but, who wants to yeah. fuck you. Like, okay. who's grabbing your dick. Like, how do you that? I'm, I'm so happy with you right now. Like, <laughs> so, this is awesome. Everything happens, all that good stuff, but then she goes home and her phone's broken. So I can't text her or anything. And I take her home at 6 o'clock in the morning. She has to work at 8. With so a smile on his face the whole ride. Of course. <laughs> of course. So I take her home, but then I don't want any way of contacting her, and I just had, like, a great, like... A great time. I had a great time. Worth like, Even without did, the wait, sex. No even without the media? sex. I had a great fucking time. And that's immediately what I went to is... Uh, so I don't have her phone number. I had her phone number, but her phone broke. Because she had to call... But you have Kenny, who's friends with her, and Kenny social media. Yep. And social media. So I did all that good stuff, and I found her, and... 
after a day or two, because she didn't have her phone or anything, I was able to get in contact with her. And at first, I thought that I was being the needy guy because I finally fucking found something that I fucking enjoy. I, I had so much... It was it was fun. It wasn't work. It wasn't this. It wasn't that. It she was came out fun. to you. She came it out to you, so you fun. didn't do work. You didn't have to do work. No, but I still did work. Like, no, it was I, work. No, the fact, the fact it, now was it, it was a mutual. Fun. Exactly. It seemed, it seemed very 50-50. Exactly. <coughs> Whereas usually it's like you're doing 90. Usually it's like you're doing 90, and a, the, exactly. and, a the, and a lot of the girls are just like, have really no personality and don't, just like kind of sit there without anything to add. So I'm sitting there thinking that like, she doesn't like me because I immediately text her. She gave, she gave me her number. I immediately text her. Well, her phone was broken. So I immediately text her. I'm like, hey, this is Chris. No big deal. And then I text her one more time. That's it. And it was like an hour later. And I was like, uh, just making sure that like, Everything's cool. It's pretty much what I said. No answer. And I just left it at that. I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to overdo it because that's how you fuck up. I don't want to sit here and, like, pressure her too much and be that obsessive guy or anything like that. But you had a good time. So it's At like- the same time, I had a great fucking time. I want to go out with you again. So, like... How long do I have to wait in order to ask you out again? Like, what's what's the parameters? You already had sex with me, so am I not like? Was I? Are just you a, not allowed to? Was yeah. I just a drunken mistake? Am, am I? Am, am I in that category where it's like, oh, I fucked up last am night? Am I just a fucking drunken John Snow that. dude? You know and what I mean? It's like there's no fucking way. There's like we had a whole we had a whole thing before we even fucked. Yeah. Like you you kind of like went through your whole like process before we like. And so I immediately felt that I was the fuck boy, and that I was just this random fucking thing because her phone. She would be a fuck girl. She would be a fuck girl, not you. But the next day, her phone came on, and she replied to my text, and now everything's going good. And I'm not gonna lie, like I'm not the guy that wants to be in a relationship and all that stuff. But this girl's fucking cool, but she's so bisexual. That we have gotten to the point and we have talked so much that she has told me that she had rather she's she rather be in a relationship, like a like a committed emotional thing with a girl and then everything else it can be with a guy. So she was pretty much telling me that she just wants to bang me out. Essentially, like, like, like it was great sex. Yeah, she told me the next day, like, I could barely walk, all this good stuff. I think I know why. She had a great time. I think she likes the sex more with the guys. That seems to be what she's saying. But, like, you're gonna get more, it's a better chance of monogamy with a woman. Like, when it comes to uh, couples that actually stay together, like, the longest, it's like a guy and a guy is a short relationship, guy and a girl, a little bit longer. Girl and a girl, that's the longest relationship. Like, that's usually how it works. And I think that she feels that she can trust a girl more and that that relationship, like, she won't have to worry about the mistrust and all that kind of thing. But so it's up I, to you. How do I. To show her. You have to, like, well, because she says she, she's down to bang you again. Keep hanging out with her. Keep having that same. What you were doing. How do I her. not fuck it up? Is what I'm asking. How do I not keep fuck being it up? that guy that was at the fair? Like keep being that guy. Just fun. Show keep her being more fun. You can show her more of yourself as you go, but definitely you have you have to like kind of step up to the plate and be like, look, 
and like you don't have to say it over and over again. Like, look, you can trust me. Don't say because that'll ruin it. No, I can't. But say just it. display through your actions over and over, like you can be trusted, and that you're not this guy who's out here fucking all these girls and being mistrusted. And you you're not gonna treat fun. her. You're not gonna treat her badly. Fun. I think you're that's not gonna really disrespect her. And like you know, fuck, take it out to sh- like you're always a good time, and then she'll just gravitate you towards you even more intensely just because of who you are. I have never wanted a chick more than I have wanted this chick right now. Damn. I'm, and she's not even my body type, which goes back to what I was fucking saying earlier. Like, personalities fucking make it. This and that's girl, a question you have to ask. She's like, okay, so, like, every time, like, you have to basically look at yourself and be like, what are the things about me that someone wouldn't want to be with? Or something about guys in general that wouldn't want to be with? I have to fight those things because if this is one as important as it is, if, if it's just as important as you say it is, you do have to be like put in that effort to be like, look, I will be like this and so our relationship will totally be great. We're going to uh, do some uh, things. Uh... Come with me, Jimmy Bonnie, ain't going to open the door to my right into the library. Library. Call me, to me, but I ain't gonna open door and walk right in the library. To the library. I need shaking his foot for the thing I need. Keeping the rhythm for you, whatever. <laughs> but gal! <laughs> Alright, so this week on the thing and stuff. On the library, you mean? Not the thing, the library. On the library! Our library's. Not as big as the one that Sam went to on this past episode. Dude, don't <laughs> say that. No, shut up. Not yet. <laughs> no, not yet. That's 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 how tomorrow. dare you bring up the C I D M. Um, this week. Shots fired. Is it is it T Citadel? C I T A D E L Citadel. Okay. Um, so this week on Stevie's Book Suggestions, I'm going to suggest Paddle Your Own Canoe by Nick Offerman. <laughs> it's actually one of the funniest books I've ever read. Um, he's phenomenal. Nick Offerman, Parks and Rec. He plays fucking Ron Swanson. He read a book? He's, wrote, he, he's he wrote written wrote two book. books. Book. No, wait, hold on, hold on. As a character? He wrote no, he wrote two books as, as himself. himself. The character was created. So wait, hold on. Is Ron, are, are you saying Ron Swanson is Yes! Nick the character written for Ron Swanson was a character written for Nick Offerman. Okay, the creator. So it's straight based off of Nick. Yes, okay. I didn't, I didn't understand he's that. He's a wood builder. He built his own canoe. I knew that. I didn't realize that everything, he's like the same fucking person. Everything that he does in the show. Wood, See, wood that's building. DC. That's DC. Going back to fight talk. That's why I want DC to win because he's real. Okay. <laughs> okay, so everything in the show that's based off of wood building and like all this like eating your steaks, that's Nick Offerman. He's he's from the middle. Uh, he's from the Midwest, and um, he even plays saxophone. He does play saxophone. They guessed on it. They didn't know that. They Ev- just kind of everything like when he Lagaluvin is his choice of scotch. Lagaluvin. When when he Lagaluvin. first when he first started um when he first started in theater. The reason he got into theater is he's building the sets. He's a wood builder, mm. man. He's, he grew up on a farm. So I wanted to suggest that book because it's honestly one of the funniest books I've ever read in my life. And he so, wrote it? And he wrote two of them. Two of them. He has another one. I'm it's called both Grump. It's like instructions. I need Audible, though. It's like it's instructions on, on how to be a man. <sighs> yeah, it's on Audible. So, okay, here's the summary of the book. It says, Parks and Recreational... 
or Parks and Recreation actor Nick Offerman shares his humorous fulmination on life, manliness, meat, and much more in his first book. Growing a perfect mustache, grilling red meat, wooing a woman, who better to deliver this tutelage than the always charming, always manly Nick Offerman, best known as Parks and Recreation's Ron Swanson. Combining his trademark comic voice and very real expertise in woodworking, he runs his own wood shop. Uh, Paddle Your Own Canoe features tales from Offerman's childhood in his small town of Manuka, Illinois. I grew up literally in the middle of a cornfield, is what he said, but I can't really say it like him. Um, To his theater days in Chicago, beginning as a carpenter actor, and to the hilarious and magnificent seduction of his now wife, Megan Mullally. It also offers hard-bitten battle strategies in the arenas of manliness, love, style, religion, woodworking. Oh, by the way, he's an atheist. <laughs> uh, woodworking and outdoor recreation, among many other savory entrees. A mix of amusing anecdotes, opinionated lessons and rants, sprinklings with offbeat gaiatry, Powder Your Own Canoe will not only tickle readers pink, but may also ruse them to put down their smartphones, study a few more sycamore leaves, and maybe even handcraft and paddle their own canoe. You can craft and paddle your own canoe if you watch certain videos of Nick Offerman? Nick Offerman. He actually has a video. Yeah, he actually has a video he, of him making he his own He teaches canoe. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he teaches yeah. you. So you again, can literally learn from this man. He is an amazing fucking individual. And he's one of the best comedians ever. His character is fucking phenomenal. The guy is a genius, and his book is fucking hilarious. So again, the book is Paddle Your Own Canoe, and it's by Nick Offerman. And so that's going to do it for the Alcoholicast. Um, you can find us all actually on Facebook. We have a group page now which most of most people are able to speak to us on it's just called alcoholic ass with a hyphen um you can find me besides that on facebook at stevie august Pergesi. you could find me on instagram at the last bibliophile as well as all of us on instagram at the alcoholic cast abby dr dadney you just uh go to the pages for the actual podcast you don't need to follow my personal thing just follow the podcast pages and rate and review us on iTunes. There you go. Rate and review Very us on important. iTunes. That you rate and review us on And iTunes. if you want to talk to us and suggest any topics, if we you have any fucking uh, corrections and omissions, anything like that, uh, you can always put them on the group page. And you can or also you can put them, them up on your the, fucking ass. You can also put them on the email, thealcoholicast at gmail.com. Always. Uh, no hyphen, right? No yeah, hyphen. yeah, no hyphen. So yeah, I'm, dude, I'm actually kind of stoked for this, uh, for the fight tech. I'm going to actually try to get the day off on the night. For like I'm actually gonna try. Yeah, for 200. I'm being serious, man. I'm gonna try to get it off. It's a big event, dude. I'm gonna be wasted by the time that main card hits. Dude, it starts at three. I'm gonna be watching fights from three till twelve. I'm gonna be wasted. Yeah. Probably. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually try to talk to my boss and try to get it fucking off. Are you off, Adney? It's Saturday. He's off at 2.30, so he's going to show up. Uh, Adney's still there. We're going to be wasted. Adney's still going to be there. But I had I had a message for everybody. I wanted to say fucking, uh, you know, don't do cocaine. Don't do cocaine. Don't do cocaine.
don't. Don't do cocaine. Don't do coca cocaine. Don't do coca cocaine. Do cocaine. No, don't. <laughs> don't do cocaine. Okay, that's what I meant to say. Don't do cocaine. And that's the end of the show.